I was on like my last, like, okay, I have one more month of rent left mm -hmm. that I can pay. And then I don't know what I'm going to do after that. I went to like this park in Miami. I just got my sixth rejection for final round. I was depressed. I texted Josh, who's my manager now. And I was like, hey, can I ask you a question? I never even got to ask the question. I just started like bawling. And my wife at the time, she was like, why don't you just make some TikToks? There's a lot of nights and weekends alone. On the weekends when everyone was partying, I was in my room by myself learning how to use like Ableton, learning how to produce, watching YouTube videos. People don't talk about that enough. You need to put in a lot of work to get four hours DJing and you know, the highlight reel videos. That's like the dark side that a lot of people get into it, get super lonely and they're like, oh, like I don't think I can handle this. And then they'll quit. What's up, people? Welcome to this week's episode of the Indie and Doctor podcast. We are in a special setting because we have a special guest. His name is DJ O'Fresh, aka Umbud, one of the hottest DJs in the world right now. Fresh off going viral. The many, many times. <laughs> many times. Many, many times. Bro, Man. thank you so much for coming to the UK to see us and only us. You're only here for us, aren't you? You're not only here for you guys, man. And Nando's. You came for Nando's. I came for Nando's specifically. But then you I heard forgot the podcast that Nando's was here. <laughs> he got did, so yeah. excited. A bit of context, guys. We have this WhatsApp group. We're talking about everything. And uh, he's like, yeah. Indy's doing his American, y'all, where y'all want to eat? And all And we got this, this, and Nando's. And then Omar was like, Nando's? Full cut, full cut. <laughs> Nando's, we're going to Nando's. Dude, Nando's I gave you lists of like yeah, great yeah. food. Nando's. I know, I know. I was like, out of, out of all these like London-esque places, I was like, Nando's is the place I need to go to. Like, <laughs> I appreciate it. Like, on here. No, I'm excited to be here. Thank you guys, man. No worries, man. Yeah. What, what brings you over here though in general yeah. to England? Just a holiday break? Dude, so a couple things. Uh, one at the top of the list is obviously this podcast. and just want to make Whoa, sure I can see, just see hi, you hi, guys hi, in hi, person. Hi, hi, hi. But the second thing is, so things have been going, you know, I'm excited to talk about it. Things have been going so well. Yeah. Uh, we're looking for venues for next year to do a proper tour and nice. proper shows nice. here. So doing that, <clears throat> meeting up with some some DJs that I follow out here, building yeah. a network, uh, and then just enjoying London a little bit, man. So we're, it's a short trip for us, but dude, even like the two nights that we've been here so far, man, it's been so fun. I love it here. How, I how expensive has it been for you so far? <laughs> uh, so, pounds, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I didn't realize how much like pounds are worth compared to dollars. Yeah. So Not I'm as much as it used to be, but yeah. The heyday one. Oh, two. was it more? Yeah. It, it feels like Way back, it used to be one two to two. two. Yeah. Oh my back gosh. Back in like 2000s. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Well, so I'm not like 1.2. <laughs> I'm not thinking about the conversion right now. It's true. When you go abroad, it's like it's free money. Yeah, yeah, this exactly. is like, Monopoly. it's play money. It doesn't feel real. I'm like money. six pounds for a latte. I don't want to know what the conversion is right now. Just you know what the conversion is? <laughs> we'll worry about it later. It's agony. Uh, it's agony. No, no, but it's been good, man. It's been good. London's clean compared to New York. What really? Yes. Is, no, London's I, I filthy. This. this place is so clean. The tube versus Metro. The tube, the tube is small though, I will say. I get claustrophobic in the tube, man. Yeah. Is it? Compared it's to the subway, clean. but it's clean. The Metro is like, it's functional. But I find it really dirty. The tube is not clean. No, no, no. The tube is not clean. No, but you have to metro, on. man. The metro is like gone, man. When you say metro, you, do you mean subway? Yeah, the metro. Do you guys call it the subway or metro? I call the subway the subway. But the okay. tube is the subway here too, right? Yeah, correct. Or is that a different... No, it's okay. yeah, no, the same thing. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about the same thing. Right? Okay, okay, subway means later. like underground. Metro means oh. like... Implies overcrowding. Under, oh, underground okay, okay. stuff in New York was dirty compared to the tube. Yo. Yes, it was. My experience. It yeah. is yeah. pretty streets, man. Fair. Streets in New York. Streets are crazy. I just want to say I love New York. There's some great yeah. things about New York, but man, if you're a germaphobe, it is hard out there, man. It is crazy, but you get used to it. Used Central to it. Park's beautiful, man. Central Park's beautiful. 
The city's energy is great. Uh, a lot of similarities to London. What I happened think, to yeah. the floods? There, there was a bunch of flooding there recently, wasn't there? There was. I was out of town that weekend, but yeah, yeah. You if, got lucky. If I got, I got. My wife was there though, so she was telling me about it. But yeah, part of the city was like flooding really badly. Nothing like. I'm from Texas. Also lived in Florida. Like yeah, those floods are kind of crazy, but. Uh, yeah, man. When New York floods, it's scary because so much is underground. And the mice can swim. The mice can swim, or like the rats can swim. I didn't know that. Can there were like videos of rats swimming. <laughs> there were videos of rats swimming in the floods, and I was thinking that is a new fear unlocked. That's right why I don't mind rats. I actually think they're kind of cute. What? What? I, so because I have two cats, right? So I'm like, oh, okay. so your cat just brings them in. <laughs> no, just, so like a rat in the mouth. The, yeah. It's okay. They're just little cute furry animals. Oh, Jerry, like. Tegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what's to be scared of? They're not trying to come after you. Disease. Just, Disease. That's what I'm scared That's what it is, man. Rabies. He's just stuff. like, what's to be scared of? Man, it's all good. I, I try to stay away. But yeah, other than that, man, London's been great. I, I'm happy to be here. I do want to come back here more often, man. It's, like, it's good. Plus the vibe. I didn't realize how many brown people were here. Bro. Like, I, I knew there was a lot, but like, yeah, yeah. there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I love there's it. There's a lot of us. It's, it's awesome, man. The mix it's is awesome. Awesome. The mix in London is like one of a kind. It's very yeah. multicultural. You get everyone here. That's awesome. All walks of life, like mm. European, Middle Eastern, uh, Australian, yeah, yeah, yeah. like South American, everywhere. Just eclectic mix. I've which noticed. Is very weird because you don't tend to get that across the UK. It's only in London. Oh, when no, you okay. step outside the UK, you get pockets of people that are just that type of people. Interesting. So for us, Birmingham That's is brown people. Birmingham? Like yeah, yeah. the majority of it is brown people in okay. pockets, cool. but it's yeah. also like a white dominated area. Burn then me. you go further north and like the countryside, there's not a single brown person. Oh, really? Like some, there's people I've met who've never seen like brown people. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like we went on a staycation recently, do some podcast retreat strategy stuff. And on the way back, his Mrs. Sand was like, oh, can we go to Blackpool? It's like a seaside town. And yeah. it's like, I've never been. So we went there and we're leaving. And she's like, these people are so depressed. She's like, please never take me away from London. Like, there was nothing to do here. These people just walk around. There's nothing to do. No kidding. Walking around like it's so underdeveloped. Yeah. And there's nothing there. It's like, that's fascinating. Okay. Like the energy is in London, man. Everything, it's the whole yeah. man. Everything's yeah, here. You can just feel the vibe yeah. when you're here. It's, it's very, great. Which is the same in New York, which yeah, I thought yeah. when I was there. I was like, this is, yeah, this feels like the center. What's that, that guy you said is like, if Rome existed today, yeah, yeah. it would be in New York. So, oh, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Reckon, or London. The thing is, oh. I, I think London's architecture and it's, it's more quirky. That's what I like about London. Like you can go in London 50 different times and your experience is always different because all the streets are different and stuff. Yeah. Whereas for me, New York is, you know, very grid and da, da, da. It's still, look, the vibe's still amazing. It's an OCD's heaven. Yeah. Wait, yeah. That, that's what I noticed today. I, I hopped in a, first of all, I hopped in a Bolt, not an Uber. Yeah. Which Why I didn't that? know what a Bolt was. I couldn't find an Uber, but I saw a sign that said yeah, Bolt. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 This we podcast is sponsored by Bolt. That's all right. We have like Bolt. Uber, you thought it'd be quicker. You're like, Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought, I thought, okay. But the Bolt driver, first of all, he wasn't following Waze at all, which I don't know. Do people not use Waze here? No, <laughs> so no. Like, they do, but them. I think for him, they have to have the app open that tells you the way that it's going so it can track you. Yeah. So he had the app open. But he was taking all these other roads. But the point is, like, <laughs> nothing like, was nothing was gridded, right? Yeah. Like, the way I would imagine yeah. New York is, like, you just yeah. go down this street and take a right, this street. Everything's, like, perpendicular, right? Yeah. yeah. Here, it was, like, diagonal this way, this cut this yeah, way. Driving on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, yeah roundabouts. I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. Shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> How do you people function? I was like, what is going on? OCD, yeah. Just, OCD. This isn't the place where you're at. <laughs> so, Umar, we have some... DJ specific questions for you. Oh, let's hear it, man. It's nothing dodgy. Um, basically, <laughs> me and Gurren have done a lot of <coughs> research on you to understand your journey a little bit, to sort That's of appreciate awesome. the process. Stalked you, yeah. First question <laughs> is, your first song, The Champ Is Here, the one yes. that went up 
all the way up 13 years ago why did you release it twice on youtube uh okay so the champion series is interesting man so I made that song in high school. Yeah. Right? High school. In high school. So in high school, so I always thought I wanted to be a rapper. Like that was okay. that was end goal for yeah. me. So in high school I used to do a lot, a lot of rapping, a lot of spoken word, freestyling. <clears throat> like back then freestyling was like a really big deal. Like, it was follow hip hop, right? This was two thousand, give me a this was oh man. Uh oh seven to twenty ten. Like okay. those were Okay. Oh, just, just, just post T-Pain and Kanye 808 heartbreak it was like golden era I thought for like <laughs> for that era, kind of music yes. yeah it was it was so good yeah. so anyway I was freestyling freestyling everywhere and then my senior year of high school I was like alright I gotta like pursue mm. this mm. I gotta drop a mixtape and this was yes. before Spotify mm. man so it was just me going on YouTube at the time I didn't know how to produce beats I didn't know anyone making beats Yeah, I tried I was, wasn't very good at it so I was like okay let me just download some instrumentals and <clears throat> start making music I found the champ is here. Uh, from at Ali's the, film. Yeah, so yeah. they used the sample from Ali, Ali, and then Jadakiss had a version of it on YouTube. Yes, he did. It was like the champ is here, like his remix. I was like, oh man, this beat is like amazing. Yeah. So I just downloaded the instrumental. I remixed it in the studio. Uh, it was like one of fifteen songs on my first mixtape. I didn't think too much of it. No. Uh, put it up. We put it on like Datpiff. If you remember Datpiff. What's Datpiff? Dapiff was like where you go to download all the mixtapes back in the day. Okay. Really? Like it was like. So again, pre it was Mine was like a. What was it? Oh, there were a bunch of like Hot 97 ripoff websites that I used to go to. Yeah, to try I believe and get that. American yeah. music. Um, yeah, there were loads of random <clears throat> mixtape ones out there. I remember. That's amazing. Yeah, good times. Well, so Dapiff was one of them. iTunes was like another thing that iTunes, like was yeah. relatively yeah. new. It yeah, was. You yeah, could yeah. put it up 99 cents a song, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then we just burned CDs. Like I burned like thing, yeah. thousands of CDs on my laptop. Like yeah. broke my, my home computer, man, burning CDs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I crazy. did the same thing. Burning discs on there, you have to be really careful. Yeah, yeah. I had to like change the disc type so it wouldn't mess with the disc. <laughs> what were you burning? Huh? What were you burning? I used to burn CDs for the car and for girls at school, remember? Oh, amazing. I was that guy. This. I was that guy. I told you this. His nickname in school was The Milkman. The Milkman? Yeah. Oh, wow. He's just after Gordy Young, was it? That's <laughs> true. It's true. Listen, listen, listen. In my school, it was all white girls. <laughs> no, it's no one else. I, I had, no, you had limited target. options. In Birmingham. I what I knew. In Birmingham. Ah, yeah. I got you. See? That yeah, makes sense. Pockets. Pockets of space. <laughs> so, you know, I found the pocket, right? Um, That's but amazing, yeah, man, man. I, used, I used to understand the pain of like getting a, getting the disc burn and stuff. That and was crazy, like, man. The sound your computer would make as the disc is burning. Yeah, it's man. like it's about to explode. And if you're doing that late at night, your dad can hear it in the next room. He's like, oh, man. what's that sound? And this, was, this wasn't a five minute process. No, like, this is, he's burning thousands time, of CDs. Yeah, now, half like. an hour. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man. Are you free distributing them or you're selling them? Or? So, so the next day at school, I like packed a suit literally i had a suitcase i took to school just full of mixed seriously tapes. like a roll on yeah this is like this is like the true hip-hop story man yes uh put it in my trunk like drove to school took it out like would just drag it through school and be like hey i have this new mixtape a lot of people knew me rapping back then nice. i was like i'm just selling on donation you know you could take it just donate whatever you want yeah. five dollars one dollar two dollars some people gave twenty dollars like it was actually wow. like it was awesome because we ended up making more money doing that versus like charging five yeah and there's no expectation yeah so no expectation i'm also like i'm not i don't want to pressure anybody i'm like oh you know just like just hear it and then even like between periods like between classes i would just like hey i'm going to the bathroom take my suitcase and just like find people in the hallways <laughs> and they were just like grabbing the cds we sold out like we sold maybe 
uh, five to six hundred I had in my first day, and they were all gone oh, that first day. Great. It was amazing. This is just your like, school at this point. This was just like my high school Dang between it. periods one and seven. It was just like <laughs> just distributing CDs. You were so focused at school, I can tell. I know. Yeah. Muscle, <laughs> this is like senior year, man. We were like checked out at that point. Um, but the point is, the champions here was on that thing. I didn't think anything of it until there's a couple other things that happened after that. But like 2015, mm. so five years later, I graduated in 2010. Fox Sports calls. They're like, hey, we heard your remix to The Champ is here on YouTube and we want to license it to the NFL. How'd they get Fox your number? Sports. <clears throat> it was just the most insane thing. I was like, Surely first you of must all, have thought like, like, nah, this isn't real. No, yeah, yeah. You're like, yes, <laughs> yes. Like, like, Where do I like, sign Hanji? <laughs> or you're sitting there like, bro, is this... Is this Danny from school? <laughs> stop fucking calling me, man. Uh, hey, stop, stop messing with me, man. Stop messing with me. Uh, well, it was like, it was my second month of my, I just graduated college. Mm. I started a corporate job. It was okay. my second month of working. Right. And they called. And mind you, like in that five years, I stopped rapping. I was like, you know, I kind of gave it up. And I don't know where Interesting. As in, gave it up as in, this is not going to be a thing. I need to just focus on real work to get money and pay bills. Or what was the, or pause? Was it a pause? Uh, there was like, well, okay. So, let me take it back. So, no, 20... no. round out the story first, and okay, then we'll okay, come yeah. to this because I know we're gonna forget. I've done this a few times. No, no, that's good. <laughs> so you I know guys, how it goes. So, okay, so Fox call you. Okay, yeah. So Fox, I'll get back to that. Fox mm. calls, and I was like, I didn't believe it at first, but she was like, Oh, this is how much you can get. This is what we want to do with it. Blah blah blah. I was like, Okay, here's my email, like my my Hotmail, Gmail, whatever I had at the time. <laughs> I like send the contract there. Sexy we'll talk Omar about it. <laughs> Please, can I get this in writing? <laughs> uh but she sends the contract and i was like oh my for god sure. my boss was also like uh, i worked for a consulting firm my boss was like a lawyer mm. so i like i showed him i was like hey is this real it's legit, yeah, yeah. and he was like oh my god like who are you, <laughs> why are you <laughs> what are you working here <laughs> so i was like okay let's uh let's pursue this you know long story short we, we like try to get in contact i didn't have the proper clearance for it it was a remix right yeah we tried to get in contact with jada kiss's manager he was like hey like we don't have the proper clearance for you. There was a, it was a remix. It's oh, it's damn. it's like Warner Brothers owns this Ali sample that's yeah, in the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, this is like a long process. Uh, yeah. By the way, like you shouldn't be selling your song either. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, let me uh, let me see what can happen. So I tried talking to them. We missed out on the opportunity because of that. But then a, a year later, uh, uh, we got an, another call for that specific song. Every year since 2015, we've gotten calls to license that song. It's been the bane of my existence because I'm like, but you oh. just can't get in touch with anyone at Warner. It's uh, it's not likely to get that cleared okay. through like Warner Brother, like that Official sample specifically. What's crazy is, and <clears throat> shout out Jada Kiss, man, I love Jada Kiss. But what's crazy is, uh, one of that NFL opportunity when we reached out, we said we couldn't do it. Right, mm. the very next year, there was an NFL Shop commercial, so American Football, Jada Kiss. His version of the Champions here was on that commercial. Ooh. But what he did was he re-recorded that chorus yeah. and he said, the champ is here <laughs> instead of Ali. So he Smart. just remade the beat and did it himself. Smart. And I was like, they just went behind our back. Yeah. <laughs> they just took the contract. That's a nice like, loophole. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah how you it was do amazing. It. <laughs> it was amazing. But yeah, that song honestly it's changed my life because right now it's sitting at like four and a half million streams, which you know, compared Bro. to some other uh, artists, maybe it's not like it's not A-list, but because of that, it's opened so many doors. That's where I found you, man. Yeah. Can you explain how streams work with, even though you can't mm. sell it 
to another company to use for the NFL, but you can <clears throat> still stream it on Spotify and that's allowed? No, it's, I don't I don't understand that. It's a fair question. It's a it's a gray area. It <laughs> it probably shouldn't be up there in fairness. <laughs> really? Okay. But we're just kind of letting it ride until that's bad. That's <laughs> agree. Until, so until the wheels fall off, right? <laughs> Spotify part out of the podcast. Yeah. Uh we just kind of left it, honestly. Uh we're like, okay, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Uh but because of that, like our other songs have also Good. like grown. Good. And then our fan base has grown that way. And then like, hey, like we can't give you this song, but would you guys consider this other song that we have? Similar like vibe, yeah, high yeah. tempo, things like that. And that's worked out a couple of times too. Nice. Uh, so there was a period of time where I really thought like, this is it, we're gonna make it rapping. That's that's the way. And I think we got some good success off of it too. So Damn. Yeah, man, it was crazy. All right, go on to the rapping point now. Oh, you the were asking before. about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But even just before that, I just say that is how I discovered you, man. Oh yeah? Yeah, my sister got married in lockdown, lockdown wedding. And oh, I was with my DJ for the thing and I was gonna do a speech and I was like, like what's the walking song? And we had all these ideas and I said, Yeah, yeah. This is the song. Actually I gave him a list to pick a three. We had two Punjabi songs, then we had that and he's like, It has to be this. Oh so yeah. So I walked onto the speech one <laughs> to the champions here and I was like, This is so bad boy. Yo, right so on. Bad boy, man. You guys have I'll me find video. that clip I'll send it to you, man. Yeah, you guys have a video. Um so yeah, going back to it. You're there, you're doing corporate work. You've got to pay bills. And it, you know, we all talk about side hustle, passion project, and yeah. you know, we all we all want to do what we love, but only if it makes money. Like you know, that makes of course. Around. So in that period where you're like, I do want to do it, maybe I don't want to do it, but I've got a corporate job. What was the thinking at that point? Yeah, so I take I'll take a step back too. Mm -hmm. So when we graduated high school, so it's always been the money has always been like a factor in all this, right? Unfortunately, like it has to be. Yeah. Like to do my first mixtape in high school, like all I had was my like job. I was like a medical assistant in high school. Okay. And so I was like saving up, getting paid like seven bucks an hour. Or like saving up, saving up. Studio time at that time, you couldn't record at home, right? right. Studio time was like $50 an hour, plus mastering was like $60 an hour. It's a whole process. So you needed Whoa. like a couple of grand to like to do, do a proper mixtape. So I was like, okay, my side job's not gonna cut it. I need like, I need to hustle. Uh, so we started selling t-shirts in high school. Hmm. So my mixtape was called Seize the City. So similar to like this t-shirt is like Seize the City, oh fresh, uh, $10 a shirt. And I found someone to make it for me for $5. Nice. We sold a thousand shirts in high school, got the money to make the mixtape, used all that money to throw a concert at the end of the year. We rented like the local clubhouse <clears throat> in my neighborhood, got a stage, threw a concert. Uh, wow. We like sold more shirts there. Uh, and then there's still some concert footage out there. This was like, this was very, like, this was like, you had to have a camera to get like the footage. <laughs> yeah. But we had like two, 300 people at the concert. And then we had figured out how to live stream it before nice. like Instagram live streams were existed. Had about a thousand people live streamed. It was amazing. This was all like Houston, Texas. I was like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm gonna go to college and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go. Yeah. That, that was in May of 2010, August 2010. I go to Austin, Texas for college and just completely deflated. I'm like a little fish in a big pond now. Nobody knows who I am. Uh, and then I realized, okay, like I've made some money rapping, but like, <clears throat> like unless you really make it, there's really not too much money in this, right? This was again before streaming even took off. So it's like, I need to find something that's bringing in more cash because I need to, I got to pay for school. I got to do X, Y, Z. That's when I was like, okay, maybe rapping is not it. Let me start DJing. So okay. I was like, I found some turntables, like paid 50 bucks, some buying some used turntables, just learn how to DJ. And then I just hit up like every fraternity and sorority. And I was like, hey, you guys need a DJ Halloween party, this, that, and the third. I joined a fraternity just to build my network and be like, okay, like, let me get in here. Loving the craft. Mm. Loving the craft. And then boom, boom, boom. I found a way to make money. And that's why I kind of sidestepped rapping for a little while. So for the next four, four years, I stayed in college for five years. 
I was like, okay, DJing is the way to go. I can make money doing this. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I graduated, it was like, okay, do I DJ full time? Which means, mm -hmm. do you want to be a wedding DJ? Because DC weddings are really weird. Because that's where it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we will come to that. But yeah. <laughs> or do I go corporate? And then that's when I was like, okay, I'm just going to give up the music. It was fun while it lasted. Okay. And then I went corporate. And then the two months later, I got a call from Fox Sports. And I was like, okay, I need to figure Fine. out how to do music, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know there's no money in it, but I just got to figure out how to do it. So that's kind of like, that's where how I think about the money aspect. It's just more of a necessity more than, I never want to be a millionaire off of music. Okay. It's more like, can I just have enough to make it? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And have the life I want. And have the life I want. Yeah. So that's kind of where I was thinking. I don't know if that answered your question, but. No, that definitely right. answers the question. That's a journey, honestly. Yeah, man. So many things there. So you had like the awesome. mentality of like, I've got to make this work. I need X amount of money. Mm -hmm. How can I make that money? Let mm -hmm. me just jump in and figure out mm -hmm. t-shirts, flip them quickly at like 100% markup. And then let's just keep it going and keep all the proceeds and put it towards studio time. Exactly. That's genius because you're thinking that's the most linear thing. I thought you were exactly. going to be like, yeah, I went to the streets. No man, I had to be a corner boy. I <laughs> be a road man. Yeah, no, man. I could. Yeah, I, I watched the. I watched some TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like. It's like at that time, and I think now, like everyone loves a T-shirt, especially yeah. like an eighteen-year-old. You know, so I thought that was like the best way to just make money. So. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I was very clean cut. I didn't know how to like you know do do the road man stuff, <laughs> but I was like, this could do it, uh, and I like kind of did the math like i just need x amount of money to make it uh, to do this and then after that i need x amount of money so i think that hustler mentality is just like it's if you're trying to make it in any craft podcasting yes. music you gotta be a hustler yeah, to, to some yeah. degree right you gotta figure out how to make it true it's true yeah yeah so essential that's what i tell i tell people when they're like oh like how can i do this or how can i record and i was like man, you just gotta fucking hustle, man. It, man. like yeah, yeah you just gotta start doing it and, and results and results don't come instantly and then people need people know that but they don't when they're actually doing it like we know when we start the podcast, no one gives a shit about what you're saying. Oh, you're man. listening to you. There's like three exactly. views on your videos. It looks shit. We're disinterested. Like we yeah, know that. Yeah, we yeah. look back at it now. We're like, oh, that was really bad, man. But you just have to Oh man. get through it. That's how I felt. I don't want to jump the gun. That's how I felt when I dropped my first like real mashup. I was like, oh man, this sucks. Got 10 views. <laughs> but I was like, it's a necessity. You just have to, you have to put it out. Yeah. Otherwise you're not going to get to that 10th mashup. That's going to be phenomenal, right? You have to go through the process. And he said something to me once, which sticks with me today. It's an Ed Sheeran quote. Ed Sheeran quote. Oh, hell yeah. Good. And he was like, you know, if you turn on the tap after a long time, shit's going to come out the tap. But the shit has to flow before the good barney or water comes out. Ooh. And from a content Ooh. perspective, like I love said, that. It works. Yeah, it works. I love content. that. And it's it's so it's so true. And, and what you just said there, Omar, was exactly it. You can't have your 100th video without your first video. 100%. Right? And I know when 100%. we hit 100, like now between 100 and 130, like the change is mad compared to what we had in our first. Like there was nothing, man. Was yeah, man. What well, I like, if you have that hundred videos, your first video, like if you go off on your first video, sometimes it sets you up badly too. Yeah, it does because you've hit a pinnacle and then you never go back to and it. You don't and know you, why. Everything's <laughs> exactly. down. It'll mess you up mentally. Trying to get back up is really difficult. It messes with you. Oh, for sure, it for does. sure. For years, our first episode was the most listened to for like not years. For a long yeah. time, yeah, yeah. the first out of the first hundred, the first episode was one everyone listened to, oh, no and kidding. you see that number, and you never were able to top it. And no. then eventually, slowly, things start getting traction. Then it overtakes you. You're like, oh, okay. The recent stuff now is trending upwards, which is good. Yeah. Right so, on. like, we're on the right pathway now. That's but amazing. to struggle through that and have that feeling of, like, no one's really feeling this. Yeah. It's no really one tough. gives a shit. Dude. No, <laughs> perhaps you, and podcasting is a competitive industry, too, man. Incredibly. Perhaps Four million yeah. Long, long the content, real. yeah. You keep people interested. Yeah, thank God to Reels, man. If you didn't have Reels. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reels has changed the game. Reels changed the game, Reels man, takes out you especially. The game. Yeah. Well, now we're on that then. Take me through the day you blew up with the Chenya Chenya mix and man. Drake oh, and Burner Boy. 
take me through like that day. So I'll take you the day before. Sure. So actually, let me back up a few months before. (laughs) Okay, go on, go, go. So in 2022, Mm. December, November, Mm. I got laid off from my corporate job. Okay. So for the next, uh, up until June, next seven months, I was like, like, this was like, no one was hiring. This was like a recession, quote unquote. Was this, in the a, US. was this when you were in Miami? This is when I lived in Miami. Okay. Did you move there for work? Uh, I did move there for work. Okay. So we were there for three years, <clears throat> laid off, couldn't find a job. I went through like countless interviews. I went through six final rounds. At the end of it, it's not that I lost all those final rounds. At the end of it, they're like, hey, we have to close this job off because, you know, we're not, we're not, we're pausing hiring. That's It was painful. crazy. Yeah. So talk about like ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I was on my last. I like burned through my savings, like Miami's expensive. I was on like my last, like, okay, I have one more month of rent left mm. that I can pay. Mm. Yeah. And then I don't know what I'm gonna do after that. The day before the Chain Chain remix drop, <clears throat> I like, I went to like this park in Miami. Mm. I just got my sixth uh, like rejection for uh, the final round. I was depressed, like, mm. like heavy depressed. Like, I mean, like going through it. Mm. I texted Josh, who's my manager now. And I was like, hey, can I ask you a question? I saw this text like screenshotted. Mm. And then I never even got to ask the question. I just started like bawling. I was gonna ask him, like, he also went through a layoff. I was like, man, how did you like, how did you process? Like, yeah. what did you do? Cause I'm like, I'm really like at the lowest point of my life now. Mm. And my wife at the time, the reason I started dropping these videos, she was like, hey, like, why don't you just make some TikToks? She's like, I know it sounds crazy, but she's like, you love DJing, just make TikToks. She yeah, she said like, that to you. She said that. You didn't have TikTok before this. I had it, but I was posting a lot of like rap related content. Got it. No but nothing was like really blowing up. It was just what's kind healthy of there. about that as well is that she sees that as an outlet for you instead of yeah. just sitting there mindlessly applying all day mm-hmm. and just looking at applications oh, and not hearing back and feeling disheartened. It does yeah. give you a bit of an outlet to just be you yeah. and not have any expectation or weight on it. Exactly. No, I, I owe a lot of success to her. She saw me like I was just on like fetal position on the ground. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do. When you don't have a job and you have nowhere to be, she's laughing. It's tough, she's laughing because man, I've been... <laughs> life will pass you by if you don't well, fucking wake up and yeah, do something, yeah. right? So like there was points where I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do today. You need a wife like that at that point or a partner at that point where they just they know what to say, man. Yeah, yeah I said shit all the time. I was like, if you didn't hold your shit then. I would have like gone even lower, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually ask it now, having come out of that kind of dark period, like, why didn't you lose your shit, man? I was losing my shit. You should. Have been losing your shit. <laughs> She's like, yeah, but you know. No, exactly. Respect, man. Like, yeah. I'm very lucky. She like ride or die. This was the second time I was unemployed for a period of time. Mm. Uh, talk about the first time later, but mm. it's it, so like. She was like, put these videos out. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I used to like see all these DJ videos on TikTok, and I'm like, oh man, this is like, this is easy stuff. All they're doing is like moving the fader across. Like, and she's <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> the famous. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, this just push play here, push play here, and put it. I was like, oh, like a lot of this mashup stuff I was doing in college because anyway, the, yeah, yeah, uh, anyway, yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, I yeah. used to love mashing up American with like Mickey Singh and like Drake and this, that, and third. Yeah. And she's like, don't hate the player, hate the game. And like, just go do it. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. So then I started putting out mixes like in December. Yeah. It's a little t- TikToks. Like, okay, 30 second TikTok, that's easy. It's yeah. not going to take long to film. Yeah. Nothing really blew up. This is like, you know, like we're like 16 videos, 17 videos in, maybe 20. Mm. And then I had this idea for Chaya Chaya and Drake and Burna Boy. And I was like, okay, I love Last Last by Burna Boy. Mm. Chaya Chaya is a classic. Mm. And I was just kind of like DJing. And I was like, oh, wait, this, this could works. bop. This could bop. And I was like, what's the third layer? And then I found that Drake verse. And I was like, okay, let me add that in because I, I like, I'm a big Drake fan. So I was like, okay. I sat on that for like two weeks because I was like, this isn't really that great. Like, I was like, I, I don't like it. But then that day after, like, I like had my ball session, 
the next day I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drop it. So I put on my little button down, put on my bucket hat, mm. put on my, like my camera stand. I was like, all right, let me do this. Like begrudgingly, just begrudgingly yeah. push play. Uh, da, 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 da. Put that up. Yeah. Nothing happened for a week. Yeah. It was just another video. Really? Nothing happened for a week. On like the sixth day, the TikTok algorithm picked up. Mm. And all of a sudden we saw our, like my TikTok was like not popping at all. But then we just saw the numbers like hundreds by hundreds by hundreds by thousands. And it just kind of went going. I was like, oh, am I about to be a TikTok person? <laughs> yes. <laughs> my influencer now? My TikTok started going. And I was like, okay, nothing was happening on Instagram. I was like, all right, let me. And then the followers on TikTok started coming, coming, coming. I was like, okay, we went from like 200 followers to like 5,000 followers. I was like, well, that's pretty dope. That's pretty good. Damn. That's pretty good. That's it was like two weeks later, Instagram algorithm picked up. And then boom. My life changed after that video, man. We went, for, we had like maybe 4,000 followers. Yeah. We like jumped to 10K. Yeah. Like just off of that video. And then just like flooded with stuff. The inquiry started coming in. Like I have my DJ email on there. Yeah. Or my music email. Oh, you had that anyway. Yeah. I just yeah, always yeah, had okay, team okay. at DJ O'Fresh on yeah. my thing. And then we just started getting emails after email that, oh my God, like, do you do like Afrobeats mixes with desi music? Like, could you do our wedding? Could you do this wedding? Could you do it? All over the world. Instant. It's just like crazy. Yeah, instant. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I was at the, talk about like mood swings. I was at the lowest point of my life the day before. Massive upswing. And yeah, yeah. And then like in two weeks that happened. And then the biggest thing for me was like Lily Sin commented on that video. Yeah, so. And I, I was like, oh my God. Like, is like, it, I, this is, like she Madea, saw that. Here, like, yeah. okay. And like, I was like flipping shit at that time. Uh, and then like, I was like, what do I do next? Do I drop another video or do I like just let this ride? And my wife was like, dude, keep dropping videos. Just yeah. keep That's dropping the answer, videos. man. Listen to your yeah. wife. Keep going. The next video I dropped was like Dilbert and Wizkid, uh, a remix. And that Which one, a banger. that one took off too. And I was like, is everything I'm going to drop? That song, that song is brilliant, now. by the way. Like, Dilbar is such a banging song. I listen oh to it and God. I'm like, ooh. It's, it's amazing. Nice. It's yeah. amazing. And I was a big WizKid fan too. And I was like, yeah. okay. And then we started building this like Afrobeats niche of yeah, like Daisy music. Good. And I had no idea there was such a big community worldwide that loved Afrobeats and Daisy music. Thing. We played on yeah. wedding. She loves Afrobeats. No kidding. Mate, That's Afrobeats, amazing. I feel like Desi's love it yeah. because it's so it's vibey. It's happy. It, it brings out like a nice feeling in you. It's yeah. warm. And the beats very, like the yeah. cadence is almost very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Daisy music. Uh, so yeah, that like the, I owe so much credit to that Chayate video. Like, dude, it, it really jumpstarted our career uh, again. I should see, say, restarted after our career. you telling us that story now. See, I watched that. I watched that like on a regular basis. And I show that clip to a lot of people. But you, me thinking now, actually, you filming that thing, you're not happy inside. No, I wasn't. Right? You're still having to do that. But <laughs> so now, when I watch it again, I look through that lens of he felt like this. He put it out like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like amazing man. But you still put the mask yeah. on of being happy. You have to, and like, I hate saying it like that, but like, yeah, at the end of the day, you're performing. No, the way it's I true. View you DJ like. I hate when DJs are DJing and they're just like, mm, uh, get away from me. Yeah, no personality, man. Like, you want to yeah. vibe. You got to, like, if you don't look like you're enjoying yourself, how am I going to enjoy myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I always try, whenever I'm performing, I always try to smile, be happy. Your dance dance. I got it. I, I love that dance. <laughs> I, I literally I do that now. I'm like, oh, fresh. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's kind of, it's like, it's so you good. See, uh, you ever see Hitch? Yeah, that's me. I'm like, keep like this. Is that your One? Maybe I'll flame. He goes, none of this. I always try to, oh, but I'm man. also like I'm usually like a pretty like I try to be a happy person as much as I can. No, man. You so like, energy, man. Yeah. You know how you felt when Lee commented on your stuff. Yeah. It's how we felt when you commented on our stuff. Get out of here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 honestly, we were there. I was like, Indy, 
Your blue tick man. No, this is the yeah. champ is here and he's crying. he likes our stuff, man. He's messaging us. I'm like, Indy, we need to do something with this man. This is not small, <laughs> nah, man. man. I appreciate that was, that you guys crazy, have been man. I feel like you guys have been following me since I was like making those first like 20 videos. So I like I was like, I want to show love as much no, as No, it's I cool, man. Yeah. It's fine. Like yeah. we're always out on the lookout for people to look out for their own hustle and own dreams because yeah, yeah. we relate to that because we're trying to do the same thing. 100%. So it's it's helpful to see other people do it. We're like we're all in the same boat. And it's possible. Yeah. And well, everyone can get a slice of the pie as well. It's not yes. like a zero-sum game where, like, if you exactly, win, I lose. Bro. It's not like that. It's exactly. the pie can keep on growing yeah. to sound like a really bad analogy that comes from the government in the UK. <laughs> yeah. But genuinely, everyone can have a slice. Like, it's yeah. cool. You no, don't have I to agree. worry about, like, one person listening to one guy. Yeah. People think exactly. that, oh, you only listen to that podcast. No, no, no. People listen to, like, hundreds of them. Exactly. And they pick and choose the things they listen to. Mm, like, true. it's a thing on a menu. If you yeah. think of it in that mentality, it's like, all right, who's genuinely got the best stuff then? That's what it comes yeah. down to. I agree. And that's why I'm like, yeah, it's a competition to some degree, sure. Like we all want to like push each other. Yeah. But I'm like, we can all eat here. Yeah. It's not it's not a zero sum game. It's a perfect way of saying. I say especially for like, I'm a big advocate for brown people, naturally, yeah. right? We're yeah. all brown. I'm like, how do we uplift our community more or like support each other in this way, mm. right? And I'm like, I feel like uh, when I was coming up, especially rapping and stuff, it was like everything was too competitive to a degree where like no one wanted to help each other. Mm. Uh, and I even saw that at the beginning of like DJing too. And I'm like, there's enough room for all of us to be successful here, man. Like, first of all, like, especially with social media age, like people's attention spans are so short. They need exactly. content. Yeah. So it's not like one person can control all that content. Yeah. Man, so we all have different USPs, man. And everything. Exactly. And Chenya, Chenya, man. Banger. I showed it to my dad. And the reason I showed it to dad was uh -huh, yeah. when I was young, this true story. It was a period of my life where <coughs> I'd come back from school, primary school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys, what do you guys call it? Uh, like grade school. Grade, grade school. school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'd come home, the song would be put on, I would just dance to it for like five minutes. Amazing. And he's got videos of it. I'm on the floor, like, like, Shadok. you know, Shadok <laughs> on the train. Of course. And I'm there, like, like this. <laughs> and so, and that was like, <laughs> can we get a clip of that? That was like, yeah, okay. I'd love to insert a like, clip This is your song. It. And I was like, yeah, that look is famous. Don't change it, There you go. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Great song. What was great is like, we got a lot of DMs like that afterwards. Yeah. They were like, oh man, like, I used to listen to this song when I was a kid or like, oh. Uh, this was like I have nostalgia with my parents when I hear you this song. You had the perfect blend there, man. You had nostalgia, so, you had up to date Drake, and you yeah. also had up to date Burner Boy when it was popping as well. Yeah, because he just got on tour at that point, I think. Mm, so yeah. everyone was like, "Oh, his music's coming back in." Everyone's listening to it again, it and great. bam, you just timed everything. Just came together like a perfect blend. What's interesting is that TikTok picked your thing up late. Normally, we tend to notice on ads if it's not got anything going in the first couple of days, yeah. it's dead. Mm. Like it never comes back up. There's been one clip that jumped up like four or five days later. But normally in the first three or four days for us, we just think, all right, it's done now. It's, mm -hmm. it's run its course. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, finished. Yeah. I think most people think that. Yeah. And so like, like during my period of unemployment, I had a lot of time to just read and watch random <laughs> shit, right? Yeah, of course. And so like I read up on like the algorithms and like what people think and best practices and stuff. And it's like, it's all the same. It's like, as long as you're consistent, like I'm going to sound like a parrot, but no, as long as you're true. consistently just putting out content, and then if you see your reviews growing like even incrementally like that's good mm. if it's not like try changing up something like change yeah. up your background change up when i started making mashups i was like doing it outside different locations yeah. and i realized okay the biggest mashups that are going viral mm. all have like a consistency to them like yeah. there's like you can expect like this dj standing in front of this wall and i was like With let me just show them yeah. It's your clothes, man. I'm telling you, man. When you wear <laughs> funky clothes, I'm like, I see it. I'm like, yeah, this one. That's that's my wardrobe, man. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> it's so cool, man. So yeah, 
you just gotta be consistent and put it out. You never know which one's gonna hit. I didn't think Chain, I thought Chain Chain was like one of the worst mashups I made. I was like, I don't know if this blends. You never know which one's gonna hit. He's man. looking at me because there's a couple things that we've put out and I'm like, this is whack. Like, this is corny. <laughs> like, this funny. sucks. Yeah. This isn't it. And then the ones that we think this is gonna go, I'm like, yeah. It's it not worked. Right? So what? Me. There's one clip, right? You know, at DJ, uh, weddings, you get the tall players. Of course, yeah. And then like, the tall moves around and it's like, he's like <laughs> humping the tall and he puts some chef into it. Everything was on point and it just didn't go. And mm-hmm. then we have a clip about like, you know, when you eat roti, yeah, yeah, like how you yeah. bake the burkina. Yeah. Like a simple thing, we just like, how do you do it? Do you do it like, do you fold it over? Or do you just have it like single pieces? <laughs> and <laughs> I wasn't going to put this out. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I had it and I gave it to my brother because me and him were checking it. I said, what do you think? He said, no, it's a bit shit. It doesn't really do anything. And I was like, <laughs> All right, look, I'll pay for it to be edited now. Let me just let me yeah. just put it out yeah. and just see what happens. I put it out and then boom, and I'm thinking, you never know. This is the content people. Want. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You never know, man. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's There's weird. There's a niche for everything. Some people are interested in all sorts of stuff. I read uh, something recently when you had a layover, I think, somewhere, and you put up these screenshots where you showed the graphs and the analysis and the kind of behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really good, man. You gave like awesome. most people don't do that. FYI. I really rate you for that. Most people are really yeah, discreet. Yeah. It's because most people. You know, no, it's true. It's true. It's true. Everyone keeps it all to themselves and don't want to share analytics or insights. But if someone asks me how how did this video do, Mm, I'll show them an example. I'm like, look, this is how it is. This is your little circle chart you get on Instagram that says followers, non followers. It shows you average listen time. Just look yeah. at that when you can. It's fascinating. And then see mm. what it tells you on the insights. Numbers don't lie, man. That's it. But it was the insights you had on top of that, which were here here are learning points. Here's what you know I learned from this, this, this. And I was like, that's really good, man. I, I like to do it twofold. One is like, hey, this is how I'm thinking about it. Any like analytics people out here that are following yeah, me, please, like, please is tell this me. the way you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let me get some free advice here. And then two, it's like, I've always been about transparency because mm. even when I was rapping, I was like, here's my blueprint of everything I'm doing. Here's how I did my concerts. Here's how I did my mixtapes. Here's how I'm doing my DJing. Someone else can pick it up. Mm. The way I see it is like, I feel like when I was coming up in music, like it's things are different now in my opinion like 10 years ago it was really hard to find brown people that were like doing even like what we're doing now yeah, to yeah. such a degree yeah. and now it's like at that time i was like i don't want to i struggled so hard to figure out my niche in this world and figure out like who i can follow mm. and find inspiration with i want to like give people like the blueprint that yeah, i have yeah. like here if you want to do it like follow me this is it this is it. this is how my numbers are looking mm. take it and do it better so you know I, I did 10 videos like this these are my analytics mm. Uh, and then you could take that and tweak it to your degree, you know? Yeah. So I always try to like give back if I can, man. It's like, there's enough, we can all eat out here. There's no, unicorn, there's no reason man. to guard I'm telling anything, you, man. people don't do this. They keep it all to themselves. They're really quiet. They're, they don't want to help other people out whenever they ask for an opportunity. Garan yeah. says to me, I'm too giving. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, t- I tell people too much free stuff. He's like, okay, tell them something. <laughs> and then if they want to know more, you can charge them. I said, no, nah, I feel wrong doing that. Personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Cause I'm like, I, no one told me. And no, I'm like, okay, cool. This this advice to me is free because I just read it online and tried it and then I'm going to tell you. It's fair. That's how it is. There, there probably is a fine line in there. My wife gets on to me about it all the time. Yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. It's, sometimes, when I, when you're with people, right, I know this as, well, as a doctor, there are people who actually want information that they're, gonna, they're actually going to action and implement. Yeah. They're the people I'll tell everything because they're actually going to do it. Well, there are other people, they just want you, they just want to hear everything, but they're not going to do anything with that information. Yeah. I'm like, bro, like, I'll give you this. If I give you all this, it's going to be overwhelming. You're not going to do anything anyway. Right. Here's five things. You want it, here's consultancy and we'll do it properly. That's, oh, that's but it's, it's knowing what that, if the person's going to do the work, then yeah, no issue. Sometimes people take more advice when they pay for it too. 
Oh, yeah, they take like, seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah they take like it more seriously. PT, like you take it seriously because you paid for it. Exactly. Yeah, the money's paid for now. That's it. It's done. <laughs> I'm locked in. Information for I'm locked in, baby. Implementation for a fee. That's, that's, what, that's what my coach tells me. That's, his, that's what his coach told him. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's, that's good. You want to drop a mixtape? Put <laughs> 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 that one, the Put some quotes in the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing, man. <laughs> I love it. I, love it. I got to write no, that down. It's true, man. It's like, it's great. you read any book, right? Like, we read like Rich Dad, Poor Dad and all these kind of like help, self-help books. Yeah. The result is what they show you, never the how. Mm, you can true. get to the end and be like, okay, I want to be rich, but how do I get rich? Sure. The how, the how is what you pay people for. That's it. That's it. That's bars, Next thing I wanted to ask DJ. you to go back on a point you said earlier, which is the DJ business is quite beefy. Like the oh. music industry is like, you're taking from me, like you're doing well. I can't see that happen. Yeah. Is the DJ industry still like that in your opinion? Like are you tight with anybody or is it more like everyone's yeah. themselves and that's it? Because we've got a friend of ours who is a DJ in Birmingham. He's well known. And <laughs> he's got a couple of friends that you really trust implicitly that if he's, if he's got bookings happening, he says, I can't take it. I'll pass yeah, you yeah. on to my friend. He can take it. Mm. So they work in collaboration. That's so awesome. therefore, if one can't do it when it's summertime and there's only a limited number of weekends, yeah, they yeah. can pass it on to another person who they trust is going to do a good job. And yeah. a lot of DJing, as I'm sure you know, is mm. referral based, 100%. which is mm. if you do a good job, people will come back to you on the wedding day, be like, give me your details. And then there you yeah. go, bam, you've got a next lead for when someone else is getting married. Yeah, no, I think the... I think the rap industry was a lot more like CD than, yeah. than the DJ. DJs, I feel like, tend to help each other out. That's okay. nice. Especially as you build a network. That's good to hear. Uh, I think when I was like rapping and stuff, it was way different. Because I think it's harder to make it as a rapper, in mm. fairness, to make a lucrative career. It's so competitive. People are just trying to get there. With DJing, I found like there's you build a nice community. Like people are down to like collab with you, help out. Like I've DM DJs that I look up to on Instagram, just okay. like now that I have like a, a following. And they were like <laughs> replying, and they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, you want to collab? Or oh yeah, like, you know, let's link up or let's uh, do this. And so, like, I, I like that aspect. It's that's for, nice. For me, it's a lot better space, headspace to be in, too. So. That makes me happy to hear, man. Genuinely, I thought it was going to be the opposite because you know, dark, people dark are quite I mean, There's definitely nice. some. Oh, I get a lot, dude. You know what gets me? So, like, I'm very sensitive. I'll be honest. You yeah, know, same. Like, don't roast me, but <laughs> I, no, I like, am too. I am too. People like oh, this is great, isn't it? <laughs> on my like first twenty videos, some people used to comment like, "Oh, like your thing's not even plugged in," and I'm like, "Yes, it is. Like all I need is one wire going to my laptop, and I'm recording straight from my laptop." And then they'd be like, "Oh, but you're not really DJing." And I'm like, I just spent 30 minutes trying like, to make this. Why, why are you here, man, with this comment? And yeah, and this, this, I had a couple of people that had so much energy do just keep, to hate do, on do my videos. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, bro. And like, it messed me up for like a week, man. And then my wife was like, hey, what are you doing? Why are you pointing <laughs> at me, man? No, you know the recent comment we had? Which one? Which is, I don't know. So we had this recent comment and it was like, oh, why don't you wear a turban on your head? And then uh, normally, Ooh. normally Indy's response is, if it's not for you, keep scrolling. Yeah. But this time you left like a thing and then people started jumping. Ooh, getting sensitive. Ooh. <laughs> you know why? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's like the ninth or tenth time yeah. I've heard someone say this and I've yeah. addressed it on the podcast and I've spoken about it in depth. But yeah. people keep saying it and I'm like, okay, someone said it on a post and I say, no, I've been waiting for this fucking comment. Oh and I, I literally wrote that. I said, <laughs> I I said I've been waiting today. for this comment and then I just went in and no. then someone said, you've got an ego. I said, I was like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> Jesus, if you're going to sit there and say I've got an ego when you've got the goal to fucking challenge me on my beliefs, yeah. do one. Yeah, I'm not I'm not here for it. Oh like, and God. I'm like, also, you're in our comment section. Take your fucking shoes off. Like, pay some, pay some respect <laughs> to me. Take your shoes off. Genuinely. Like, 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 come in here and, and come in here and act correct or otherwise piss off. Well, like, you know I'm what? It. So, sometimes it's good to engage because then when they engage back, it's just, you know, yeah, it's it like, cool. <laughs> now you're screaming into existence and I'm not going to engage back. That's it, done. That's fair. I said my bit. Most recent videos that actually went quite well quarter mil views 
two people basically got into a fight and they turned yeah. into like an 80 comment thread which at this point they're not talking about Amazing. the video they're talking about whatever they're talking about they're planning to have a fight they're planning a fight there's a time and a date <laughs> we're, we're all here like watching like, is it gonna happen is it gonna happen no kidding yeah, which is like look it's happening on our platform is good man you push that video up uh, honestly it's yeah it's, sometimes the hate isn't towards us so good <laughs> yeah it's crazy man sometimes the press it's is silly good, man. sometimes the press is good uh the other thing i wanted to ask you is you make a lot of music with a punjabi influence mm. yeah. uh is that because you make the most fire beats uh <laughs> loaded question like punjabi music <laughs> the best music in the world That's Dude, look punjabi music is flaming man i love it yeah uh, so it took me a long time to like love Desi music, to be completely honest. Yeah. Uh, so I had to, I was just telling someone yesterday, like I had to learn to love it. So like when you go to a wedding, yeah. right? Yeah. You hear the same 50 to 100 yeah. songs. 100%. Every wedding. Yeah. No matter where you go around the world, every wedding, the same 50 to uh, Sadi Gali, a couple other ones. like. Yeah, that's it. You got it. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, okay. Like, let me master these 50 to 100 songs mm. and then start putting my own twist on it. In that process, like, I recently, you know, in the last few years, got more and more into Punjabi music. Okay. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I've been missing out. Like, mm. this shit slaps, man. Mm. Like, it, it's so vibey. And now, especially, like, in this day and age, I feel like a lot of Punjabi music is, like, it's very modern. Like, it sounds like hip-hop or it sounds like something you hear you in America. People like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, I... I Try not to always do Punjabi mixes, but lately I've just been doing a lot because like I'm like, they just, they vibe, like they it, work, like they mix well. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good, man. Uh, so yeah, I'm big. Like, I love. But you also love Hindi as well, man. Like, uh, you drop some old like Hindi and I'm like, yo, it's such a banger, man. But you don't hear it. You never hear it in this context. And then you mash yeah. it up and I'm just like, okay. What's well, like, you guys have friends that don't like Desi music? Yeah. Just because they've heard it so much or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so like. I've got yeah. a brother who despises all Desi music. <laughs> like, act, actively. With a passion, yeah, like yeah. actively goes after it. Like, At his like, wedding reception, it. he's like, I'm not dancing to this. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Let the English music come on. Yeah, yeah. That was oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, that, that's intense. <laughs> <laughs> Very intense. <laughs> Try growing up in that household. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you and your brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, so I try to think, I have a lot of friends like that back home. Okay. I used to be one of those too. Okay. I'm always like, how do I make a mashup? To get those guys to listen to this yeah. music, that's right? what you're trying to answer. Okay. Well, if I put yeah. some Drake on it, yeah. would they listen? If I put like Burna Boy, if I put Pop Smoke, whatever, like how do I modernize like this a little? That's bit? super cool, actually. Yeah, I yeah. like that, and I think that's been my approach for every every mashup that we make now. So like, one of our mashups was like Mickey Sing and Jay Z and Kanye. Mm. Uh, it was like our second mashup, mm. and all of a sudden, like it was a Mickey Sing song that I love, right? No, 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 no. Like I just love that, but no, none of my friends listen to that, right? I'm not gonna lie, that sounded like Gumby Gushy Gumby Gum. That's all my list. That's all my list too. Uh, I'll wait for that mix. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but now that I dropped Jay Z and Connie on it, they're like, oh. And then they're listening to a Mickey Sing song. They're like, oh, so it's that's relevant. Dope. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then same with like the Bollywood mixes that I've done too. So like, that, that's kind of my space. That's fun. Yeah, man. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. But yeah, your brother, dude. Tell your brother listen to my mashups, man. <laughs> Mate, I actually will. Maybe I'm not gonna lie, it. I actually will. Thing is, he likes it when things are mixed exactly like how you said. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is actually this bangs. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Try it. <laughs> yeah, we've done some weddings, man, where like. Uh, the groom's like, hey, like, I don't like this music, okay. but like, I get it. My family is, you know, we have to have it. Yeah. But he's like, I love the way you mix it in with American music. I can like tolerate that. So How I'm do like, you do okay. that on the, on the day though? If you're DJing yeah, in yeah. person, 
How do you schedule those mixes to go live on the day? Do you have to just dub it on top quickly as it's playing? Yeah, it's a good question. So I have I have my mixes. So I'll have like 30 pre-made mixes that yeah. I have. Okay. What I love to do as a DJ is like, now it's so easy to do an acapella stem and an okay. instrumental. It's like a push of a button. So like you have this song yeah. by Ofresh, the champ is here. Mm. I can push a button and it's just the instrumental and I can push a button and it's just the acapella. How do you do that? Oh, uh, I know I'm getting into the weeds of it. But... No, no, you're good. DJ software now has what you call stems. So you can okay. do an instrumental stem. You can do acapella stem. You could you could get just the drums. You can get just, you know. So it just separates your parts. Yeah, yeah. Instantly. It's all at a push of a button. It's Seriously? amazing. It, it any separates song. Any song. So Technology's gotten so If I was so to good. take wow. a Kanye beat right now, it would break out every single level, like yeah. all the drums, all that stuff. Not every single level, but like the three, four the big three biggest ones. The three biggest ones. Yeah, which is enough. So when you're DJing, it's very easy to make live mashups. And that's what I love doing is like when I'm DJing a wedding or anything, it's like, oh, Chanya Chanya's playing or like, you know, some Cubby Cushy Cubby Gum song. And then <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, uh, here's the motto by Drake over like this. Shava, Shava, we mix with like an EDM Tiesto song the other day. It was just like, just on the dance floor it's like okay the young kids are coming in yeah, let's yeah. just throw some edm beats on it yeah. and then all now of a sudden it's like, yeah it's perfect it's perfect so it's very easy now uh it just takes it's just a skill right you just got to take time to develop it yeah and get the ear for it i guess my question on the back of that as we were discussing this yesterday is what does it mean in the modern era let's let's just talk about weddings then what does it mean to be a dj is a dj somebody who comes and plays yeah. mixes right because we have some people say oh no he's just mixing that's not djing what it's is different. djing what is the purest form of djing Man, I think you'll you'll get a hundred different answers on this. You will, man. you will. Uh, to me, like mm. this probably mo won't be the most popular answer, but I really think, especially as a like, if you're doing a wedding mm. or a special event for somebody, eighty percent of DJing is picking the right songs at the right time. Timing, timing, mm. because uh, a lot of these guys don't care if you could scratch or if you can like do X Y Z on the turntables. Mm. It's like, hey, can you play the right song at the right time to set the vibe? Because uh, that's what you're doing. You're setting the vibe. The last twenty percent is like where you could be creative as a DJ, mashups, do this and that, and there. Especially mm. when it comes to the dance floor. But a lot of times, you just like you got to set the mood. You got to play the right songs at the right time. Play this mashup at this time. So I, I guess it's really like, is. if look, if I was a DJ, I'd be like, how do I keep people on the dance floor? Like you go to weddings and you see people just not wanting to dance. The dance floor is empty. Yeah, yeah. That must be like discouraging. But I guess once they're on the dance floor, then you can do that creative shit. They're here now. Exactly. Right. Like they're sold. Now let's add all the exactly. other levels. Well, I'll ask you this: like, mm. how do you become good at podcasting? Just keep doing it. Keep, keep keep going, yeah. keep trying. Do you guys listen to podcasts? Yeah, yeah. Uh, loads yeah, okay. all the time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, mm. and you got to enjoy talking. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm assuming you guys aren't like super introverted all the time. You, you know what? Genuinely, I did a test recently at work and I am actually more introverted than most. No kidding. Uh, I'm on the like medium spectrum of introvert. I don't talk that much. He's come a long way. One of the main reasons he started a podcast was for this reason. So he talked oh, really? more. So. Yeah, I used to have a really bad stutter as a kid. I had no confidence. No kidding. Uh, yeah, really bad. I would have never guessed. So mm. I had to work on that. And then this was an opportunity to do public speaking without being in the public sphere. I love it. So it's like a nice little middle point. And I get to talk to a friend who I'm comfortable talking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So therefore it works. And then I'm gradually growing in like a different direction. and get to talk to cool, cool people like yourself. Oh, so it all works well and it blends together. So for me, I am more introverted than most. Um, yeah. In the workplace, I'm not loud. I'm very yeah. to myself because mm -hmm. I'm sitting there listening to podcasts and like analyzing stuff <laughs> in the background. Because you have to be a bit of a data analytics kid, but also yeah. have some creativity within you that's just quiet. And then in the right moments like this, where it's your sphere, mm -hmm. you then talk about it. I love that. I love but that. I think that's where we work as well. Yeah. Like if you were, if we were exactly the same as loud people, 
then all the behind the scenes, all the nothing stuff. Nothing would get done. Nothing would get done. Right? No, no. no. So you need to be that. I said this to you in the morning. Like, said, I said, said this, this to you today. Morning. Yeah. This morning, I said. into his into the room. What did you say? What was the line? I said. We work together. I mean? said we complement each other well with our skill sets. That's cute, man. Yeah, he said Which is like, you do things really well. I do certain things really well. Let me put my then he brought you flowers. He no, does no, stuff well. Great. I do 100%. stuff well, which is like I'm the creative side. He's the business side. Oh, that's um, perfect. He's the finance side. I'm of a side like of creativity and getting things together and doing the tech. So yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. It works because we have our defined responsibilities. There's no nothing ever gets lost. You're a good compliment. It just gets given to one person yeah. or the other, and you just do it. That's what, how'd you guys meet? I'm curious. Oh man. So got yeah. it. Do you wanna, What's do you wanna the tell the story? Rinse me out one more time, why don't you? So we went to different universities. Okay. Yes. And. So we were both into Pangra, like oh, right on. big time. So university scene in uh, UK, very big. Yeah. Very big in Canada, America as well, Pangra, massive. Like when we were getting into Pangra, we'd watch all the sets that came out there. We're like, this is the blueprint. This is how we need to do it. Yeah, yeah. And so that still continues. So then we both joined a professional team after university at different times. No kidding. So I, I, there was a comp coming up. I couldn't do it, work reasons, and he filled in. Yeah. Then I get a call, not from him, the captain. He's like, can you come down? This guy, I don't know who he is at this point, is injured. He may need to step in like a couple of weeks before. I'm like, okay, I'll come have a look. Oh, wow. I walk into this like uh, studio and you got to bear in mind, I've never met this guy before. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm working with somebody else who teaches me some of the choreo, like, yeah, it's this and this and this. Yeah, yeah. He walks over, dickhead over here, <laughs> and says, uh, yep, you need to learn this. Your leg isn't right. Your hand isn't right. No game. So he says all this stuff to me, right? And I'm just like, okay. So then I walked to my other friend. I'm like, who's this dickhead man? <laughs> right? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's indie. And that's actually the first time we met. And oh, for a long really? time, I did not like indie at all. Because Amazing. his energy was just weird, man. He'd just be really like, you know, suck, sucky and pee. <laughs> and I was like, just be your own guy, man. And only recently, like like the staycation I told you about, we were, the missus were on a way. Me and his missus were very similar, uh, me and Sanj. And we were talking like how Amazing. he plays the extremely long game. Like he just wears you down. He wore her down. He wore me down. <laughs> and we're here sitting here like, Sook's nodding as well. He wore Sook down as well. <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, how do we like him now? Like, that just doesn't make sense. And, uh, but yeah, now we're inseparable. And you know, yeah. he, he keeps trying to tell me like, oh, I'm your best friend. I'm in your family. I added him to YouTube Premium. Oh, like, nice. Two days ago. Oh, but, you're on the family the invite, Yeah, Yeah, the invite says family. Yeah. And then he got really happy. He's like, <laughs> I'm part of family now. And I was like, why are you taking nice. this? Like, just a professional. So you are the sensitive one in this relationship. Yes, yes. I told you. Me and you are not different, man. <laughs> Very sensitive hearts. On this vacation, we were woke up in the morning, bro. Like, we're making coffee, having breakfast, right? And like, morning is a quiet time. You got to wake up. You got to slowly get into day. Yeah, yeah. He comes out the room, like, 100, 100 energy, like, woo. And I was like, Indy, just calm down, man. Oh, and then the next minute, he's like, oh, he's like, really low. I was like, bro, you just up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys balance each other out yeah way. it works it works awesome. well it that does works, yeah. uh, but that's how we met man that's and then, how we met. The, then the podcast itself didn't happen for a long time like we met we started to just jam for bungalow reasons we started to yeah. relax we started to meet in a group setting with a yeah. bunch of other friends yeah. Um, yeah. and then over time I think you were filming medical stuff that was it he became my videographer for my other company which oh, I wasn't good at. I'm going to be honest. Really? Videography cheap. is not my bag. He okay. was cheap. He had a camera. I was like, bro, just you do it. Because I couldn't afford this anyway. <laughs> That's it. And he'd do stuff. And he's like, what do you think? I'm like, bro, it's better than what I do. So keep doing it. He'd, right he'd mess around a lot. He bought cameras and stuff. Yeah. Bought a few things. Managed to get some equipment. Filmed for him. And then I thought, we've got some equipment. But I want to try and start a podcast because it was puffing off a lot. Yeah. But also I thought, mm. 
got a few things in me I want to try and clear up. I don't feel like I get heard from a lot of my friends at the time. Oh, so I want to kind of have my own space where I can be me. He says it's yeah, And then that's me. what happened with him. We're on and holiday. I sat him down. One like, second. Like, COVID? We're in holiday in Italy. And he's just like, I just want to be heard. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what is it with you, man? <laughs> this guy. It's true. It's true. Right, no, pre-COVID. Yeah, so pre, yeah. no, it was during COVID. Um, okay. Yeah. No, was it? As in pre, I think, remember you asked a few times. It wasn't the first you started I get asking. this mixed up all the time, man. It was pre-COVID, December 2019, when we shot the first one, released in January 2020. Amazing. Yes, COVID correct. came, lockdown came March 2020. But pre-2019, that year, he was floating the idea. Amazing. He's only doing a podcast. I was like, bro, I'm doing so many things. Not top of my priority. Just then again. he does one with his sister. Oh, yeah? Which fails, yeah. No, but the, re- the reason, me and my sister are like exactly the same. So we didn't do any of the back-end stuff. So we're good at talking. Yeah. She's a lawyer, super confident. Like, we do all that stuff, but Amazing. like, we didn't have his technical brain. And so we did it for a bit. We're like, no, nah, this isn't for us. What did you all talk about? So that was like, you know, just trying to talk about brown stuff. And, yeah, that's you cool. know, the brown experience. <laughs> we did three <laughs> episodes. And we're like, yeah, okay, this isn't going to work. And so he's flying the idea. And I'm just like, Indy, no, no, Indy, no, no, no. Like, but then in true indie fashion, he just wears you down. Man. Like, you get to a point, you're just like, okay. It was like on his sofa at home. I just pulled out my iPhone and I just hit record. And I was like, today, listen to the first 10 seconds of the first episode. Let's have a chat. Oh, hell yeah. And it's just literally. So we're doing a podcast. Uh, <laughs> sound quality is <laughs> horrifically bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on an iPhone in a massive echoey room. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, there's Amazing. no video. There's no mics, nothing. But you just started. That's yeah. it. That's it. And That's I got my dog voice on. It's like, it doesn't sound like this now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's really, really like formal. And for the, I don't know, first 30 episodes, he's like, stop sounding like I a I kept doctor. saying to him, he's not being himself whenever things are being, um, whenever he's speaking. Yeah, yeah. It's just, he's putting on this like facade mm. okay and i'm like no, Gudden, no. just be yourself because i know him off camera he's a very funny guy but on yeah, it he was putting on no this worries. whole like no i need to be like a formal composed doctor yeah. playing a persona but i'm like just be yourself you're a doctor by um a doctor by graduation not that sure. who you actually are sure. prior to you being a doctor you had a personality right so just mm. show that and he's shown it now so there you go that's amazing that's a great story. I feel like you flipped this onto us now. I, I did. This is my here. podcast now. But the reason I'll close it. So you guys like, you guys love podcasts. You listen to podcasts. Yeah. Same with DJing. Like you have to learn to like love being on a dance floor. Right. Love like how do you be a good DJ is like, mm. how do you know when to play the right songs? I have to enjoy the weddings that I go to. Like I used to go to so many weddings and now every time I go to a wedding now, I'm like, okay, what would I want to hear? Like while I'm eating dinner, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, always yeah. thinking about so that. You're actually kind of thinking stuff. from the audience perspective. You got to. And what am I, what, what do I want to dance to? Like I tell my wife, like, Hey, I want to go to like this club this weekend. We hate like going to clubs, but yeah. I'm like, I just want to go listen to the DJ and like feel the vibe at like 1 AM at this time, at this research. moment. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, it's pure research. People are yeah. like, dude, get out of here. You're not going to research. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need bottle service to research. <laughs> 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 I know, this is all, I just need Experience. to hear out this DJ. But genuinely, I love like just being out just so I can hear the energy, hear and feel the energy of people. I think like that plays a big difference. There's a lot of know? psychology that goes into this where you have to sit down and be like, hang on. How the, yeah. What's the crowd feeling at this point? Mm. Have people drank too much? Are they getting larry are they getting loud are they is it dying yeah. are people leaving exactly then you're exactly. thinking okay do i have to pull them back in am mm-hmm. i trying to play something that's now like a different hour it's, it's exactly. a lot to think about and you've got to be reactive in the moment because you have to look out and be like what are they feeling right now exactly because sometimes your game plan is like totally different yeah 
And you're like, oh, okay, maybe I can't play Taylor Swift at 1.30. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe I need to do something else. So it's like, you won't know unless you're in that situation. Sometimes the DJ booth is like all the way in the corner, man. Like sometimes you don't have a great view of the crowd either, which is like not the best situation, but you got to adapt. Mm-hmm. But I know like, okay, I know how I feel at this time when I'm in this kind of crowd, just because I've done it on the other side. So like I say that with any practice that you do, athletes, like you don't become good at football or soccer yeah, yeah. or basketball by yeah. just watching, right? You got to do, do it. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how I, I view things too. Burning question I've got is how do you take a piss during the evening <laughs> or like or like at nighttime when it's all Yo. dark and you're, you're obviously mixing every two, three minutes? Yes. It's so a great how question. Do you, um, Self-castration. Nature's calling, man. So, Knocking like, Yo. I have a very small bladder. I got to take a piss right now. But <laughs> we can take a break <laughs> if you want. <laughs> like, yeah, I need a five minute. Uh, I always put on, like, especially when I'm doing Daisy music uh, or Daisy gigs. It's like, you know, the Drake, there's a Drake remix of Mia that Twin Beats did. Yes. It's like five minutes long. Yes, it is. I throw that on and I go take a piss. That's so smart. <laughs> That's your guy, jail free card. I know how long this mix is. That or like, I'll throw Perfect. on. Throw on something <laughs> like, yeah, something long, especially like the older days in music. I'll just throw it on and go take a piss, come back. So, I, I do I like two minutes. Seven minutes. Seven minutes? Half the minute. Yeah, you put that on. You're you good, that. man. You, you do number two as well. <laughs> yeah, when you come back, the dance right. was deserted. You're like, ah. <clears throat> Interesting question. Because we said before the podcast, you speak Urdu, understand Urdu, right? Yeah, yeah. So during lockdown, bro, I'm in hospital and uh, I got a lot of uh, Urdu speaking patients. Of course, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, so all right, I'll ask you, I'll ask you, India. India knows this, but in Punjabi, number two, toilet. What do you call that in Punjabi? Daddy. Right, yeah. right, and that's the only word I know. Like, party, party, party. like <laughs> I have to ask about the bow habits, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, this guy, like, he's like, the guy doesn't understand, and he goes, "Nay, sab, sab, bada pashab, thik hai." Bada pashab. Pashab means we, man. Yeah. I was like, big piss. You're taking a big piss. I was like, I don't, no, no, no. Number two. He's like, ha, sab in Urdu. So I didn't know this, but bada pashab is number two. Oh. Shoda pashab, bada pashab. I didn't know that. I don't know. I, I was like, I was like, that's so sent. That's so. Why is it the same? It sounds like smoother. It's, it's so like, soft. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tati is just one of the most disgusting words. Yeah, <laughs> like, is, I just never like saying it. It's just like they can't. There's no other way of spinning. There's no yeah, other yeah, way. Yeah, it is. But off a shop, I have to do that. I love it. What did we learn yesterday? So if you're in a three, there's three siblings. Okay. And there's like the eldest, the middle, and the youngest. Yeah. So all right, we learned this yesterday. So the oldest, Bada, or Badi, Choti. What do you call the middle one? Hadi. <laughs> <laughs> That's an accepted answer. What is it? Okay. Hindi, what's the official word? Govli. 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 It sounds like a made up word, bro. <laughs> like, sure? His wife said it recently and he, he had to ring me to check if this was a real word. I no, was howling, like hyperventilating. I like, said, no, stop, stop, stop the story. Stop, stop the story. <laughs> had to get my phone out. I had to, I had to call him. I was like, yo, is this real? And he's like, yeah, it's kind of real. But the word we like to use is... Bichgarli. Oh. Bichgarli is a... F- Nicer way of saying it. That's right. And then so yesterday on the podcast, he was like, is that because you're Sherman that you're saying my wife's opinion? Is that, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not saying that. Not That's saying amazing. That. Yeah, I need, I need some lessons after this, yeah, man. For yeah, sure. Just give, give we me can like go through that. We need a piss, right? So I do. Can, can I take Yeah, yeah, go, go, go. Right, go, go, cool, go, cool, go. Cool. Welcome back. And we're back after Susu time. Chota Pashab ho gaya. So we learned some new Punjabi words in order to word today. So amazing. Chota Pashab, Bada Pashab. Barash, I'm going to say that you all the time now. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to do it. I'm going for I love it, man. <laughs> you, know, you know what I love about British people? Good. First of all, like, the accent's amazing. Really? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, the actual just, British. Like, nah, oh, yeah. How will I, we, the way you guys actually. talk is amazing, no, 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 right? No, no, no. Oh, but, I think you look wonderful. Okay, hang, hang, hang. You're fantasizing over a London accent. 
If I do different accents to you, you're not gonna like it. No kidding. Let's let's show him a few. Show him. Right. Yeah. right. You're right, Omar from <laughs> Birmingham. I think your DJ is absolutely wicked. No kidding. <laughs> Doesn't that sound unattractive? It's okay. No, no one's that sounds disgusting. Maybe My wife would not marry me if I had that accent. <laughs> right. Well, well, I think it's cool. Is like you have this British accent. Mm. As soon as you speak Hindi or Punjabi, it sounds you're you're back to the motherland. Straight. Everyone and it's is. like same in America. Like we're back to the motherland. Yeah. Well, unless you have, not me. I have a terrible accent. But <laughs> it's just crazy that like we all have different American or English accents. I should say. And, and then it's just like warm, it just comes back. The yeah. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. We did a real while ago where we said. If you're from a different country but you speak say Punjabi Urdu, do you do it in the in that accent? So for example, if you're yeah. Scottish, Scottish people are like Braveheart, right? Like from Scotland. But like do Like, do you add the accent of the Scottish on top of the Punjabi? It's so weird. And the I'm people curious. loved it. They're like, Yeah, yeah, we have this accent and da, da, da. So, Oh, they do. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, I don't think I've heard it. That's they amazing. actually do, they actually do, yeah. It's it's Punjabi, they have like a Scottish twang on it. It's that's like, amazing. Which is so that's, like you can't really even comprehend impressive. it. You're like, ooh, like, how is that working? Right? The, the most trippy thing is seeing uh Indian Asian speak with a German accent and then flip to the mother language, you're like, whoa. Oh, I don't because think Because hearing someone speaking German is quite aggressive. Sprachen sure. Deutsch. Yeah. Like jazz. And then go to Smith Punjabi. Right? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> where's where's that come from? That doesn't make That's any sense. Amazing. That was very volatile. Okay. That's what, I need I need everyone to DM me in their foreign language. I'm yes. just so curious oh, about it. Yeah, 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 do, that. do that for him, man. That'll That's amazing. Make into a big mashup. Man. Gotta hear this. That'd be good, man. That'd be sick. You're a man of many languages, yeah. Right there, right on. When you're young, you don't appreciate this thing. And as a no, young no, no. like being a linguist is a great thing. When you connect with people, like mm -hmm. I love traveling. I'm learning Italian at the moment. I go to Italy and I'll say a few things. And wow. then they actually think I speak Italian. I'm like, no, no, no. I know like a few things. That's, That's amazing. It, you know, but saying it like, like Shindy for ages, I'm like, you need to say like, grazie. She was like, grazie. 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 <laughs> I was like, say like, grazie. You know, like, you just, I was like, just say it properly, man. Like, uh, buongiorno. And she's like, buongiorno. 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 I'm like, Shindy, try, try, try. And, and I should do it. So. Well, it's funny. We went to, we went to, uh, I guess, Paris once upon a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went to like this crepe place. Like, I guess, what's the proper way of saying crepe? Crap. Crap. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I said crepes. I was like, hey, do you have crepes? There's like a, like, I thought we were pretty Southern. There's like another Southern family that walked in from America. And they're like, y'all got any crappers in here? I was like, oh, man. Yo, oh, damn. I was like, where are you guys from? They were like, oh, Texas? I was like, oh, man, not me. I'm not from that South in Texas. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, they were, they were, I respected them. Y'all got any crappers in here? I was like, man. No? Okay. You can try a little bit, man. Crips? <laughs> you had anyway. a question, got him. So, bro, we talked about Chenya Chenya, obviously mad. But there is another clip. Yes. Which lives uh, in rent free in my head, uh, which is just one of the best, obviously, mixes of all time. Tell us, talk us about that, man. 10 million views, like, good yeah. status Dude. in that one clip. Tell us about that, man. So, that was like my one of my best friends got married. <clears throat> uh, the, the she or the he? The he, the he, and then okay. the she. Ultimately, I'm not. I think you're my best friend now too. For my <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give him a shout out. Now, yeah, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to my friend Amr. Uh, so like, we did a lot of stuff for his. It was so crazy for his wedding. You know, you do like Mandy dances or, or Sangeet dances, things yeah. like that. We did a rendition of Hamilton. Like so, I like Ooh. I redid five acts from Hamilton and just like <laughs> like remixed it for him. Like all lyrics were like towards him and his relationship. It's phenomenal. Uh. But the most phenomenal part of that was. Uh, Umna, the bride, yeah. she wanted to come out to something unique. So she did this, like, uh, in fairness, this was a mix, still Dre, yeah. with a bunger beat behind it yeah. that they found on YouTube. 
Okay. And then I added a little spice to it with some, some other things. Yeah. And then we just filmed her. She came out to it. She's from California. So like you know, Punjabi herself. Like yeah. when the when it says when the bride is Punjabi, that thing. You yeah. Got the, yeah it's so and she's proper like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was beautiful because she's from California. And she, the wedding was in Texas. Okay. So it's like she comes out and it's like California love, yeah, and then you hear the yeah. dole, and it's just like. It was so hype in the moment. Oh, uh, my friend captured it on video. I was like, "Oh my god, I I gotta put this up. Can I like, can I put it up?" Yeah. Uh, and then we put it up. Literally, like that was within like thirty minutes. That video was gone. Yeah. That was like our first. Wow. That was the first viral video we ever had, and that like hasn't stopped since. Which. Uh, how how long ago was that video put up? So that was August of last year. It's still going now. Do you see like random likes on it now? Yeah, yeah, still go every Whoa. day. Just random likes on it. It's it's obviously slowed down yeah, a bit, but it's yeah, like but 10 still. million. No, no, bro, like it's a statement, man. Like anyone who wants to work crazy. Like, here's my portfolio. Speak to yourself. Exactly. You Blue tick, 10 million views. Thank you very what much. What was amazing at that time is Instagram was paying for reels. I don't know if you remember, like there was a period of time where creators were getting paid for reels. Oh, were we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've oh. missed the boat. We missed that boat very quickly. <laughs> but you TikTok to get... still still pays you. If it's over a minute, you get paid. Like, oh, interesting. If, I don't you know. Op- if you opt into something. Let's just do it. His eyes are lighting up right now. Listen, we'll talk about it another time. Okay. Money. Oh, yeah, but, we got to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it does pay you for X and every X amount of views you get a check. That's sick. That's yeah. sick. Well, that reel, so there was a cap on it. Like, you can only make, like, a certain amount of money. But that reel was our first one that started going, like, million, two million. Hmm. And I think we got, like, 700 bucks that month. And I was Take like, oh, it. I, need that <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I'm not, do I need to give that to you guys back as a wedding gift? Or <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Can I keep this? <laughs> Royalties. <laughs> Royalties. Uh, but that was the first time that I was like, oh, okay, like, Maybe some of our mixes have a chance, you know? That was the first, like, seed. Is that mixed up anywhere, like, the whole mix? No, I've thought about it, but, like, the original mix was so good, I added, like, my own little sprinkle, but, like, I was like, okay, like, I can't really, like... I don't want to take someone else's mix and make my own edit. So, like, people have asked me about that, and I just direct them to that YouTube video. I'm like, here, most of it's here. Mm. Uh, If you want me to, like, chop it up more, I'll give it to you. But, like, I try to give credit where I can. Like, Mm. if it's not my mix, it's not my mix. You know, a lot of, like, great people out here. Um, So, yeah, that was... But that from there, I was like, okay... we should start doing our own stuff fully and just putting it up. Um, you need those. Uh, I think somebody calls it, uh, I think Steve Harvey calls it these turn back moments in life. Yeah. Where it's like you get that proof of concept, this can work. And then yeah. it's like, let's do this. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. And, and, the, and you've had it, man. And again, that was like Chan Chan for us too. And then it was like after Chan Chan, <clears throat> a couple of videos after that, we dropped like this remix with Shub, mm. Drake, ASAP Ferg. Yes. Mm. And that was, that video did better than Chan Chan. That's when like things really started popping. I was like, okay, this is like I can make this a career. Like we could actually go places with this. Mm. And then it felt like every video after that was just getting bigger and bigger. And like people were commenting, like Bad Shot liked that video. I was like, what? Whoa. It was insane. Um, we made like a Jay Sean remix. Jay Sean commented. Easy was on that. Easy commented. Yeah. Uh, the, like the best one was like we made this AP Dylan remix. Uh, Circles. Mm. Uh, yeah, Post yeah, Malone yeah. and AP Dylan with That's you. Good. We had the videos on top like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then AP Dylan commented on that video. This was like the day of my birthday. Like my, uh, I had birthday August 29th. Yeah. I woke up that day uh, and I was just like just chilling at home. Twelve o'clock comes around. I'm like, I get this notification. It's a blue check mark. I always like double check the blue check mark. Yeah, same, same. Because <laughs> you like, have to click on the profile and then click on the check and see when yeah, they got it. I'm like, is this yeah, you yeah, paying for this? Or is see who it is. Like, yeah, because yeah. we had some interesting people. So I was like, okay, who is this? And it was, it's like AP dot like Dylan with the the X on it. Or I was like, is this a fan account? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, let me click on this. And now I click on it. It goes to his profile. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. Let me back up. Let me back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I checked it like three times. And I was like, I called my wife over. I was like, yo. Is this AP? Is this the real AP Dylan? She's like, oh my God. My wife's sister is there. Yeah. We all just pause. 
And I was like, there's no way. And then I just stand up. Happy birthday. And we all just started like, yelling like little kids. But yeah, it was crazy. I was like, that was like the highest point of like the last six months. I was like, hey, if you didn't comment on my video, this is crazy. That's we made mad. it. After that, I was like, all right, all these hate comments, I don't care about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. We got the validation that we needed. Uh, so yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. But everything kind of, in fairness, like I owe a lot to that wedding video. Like yeah. everything really started with that. And that was like the seed that was like, okay, this is possible. Wow. Let's, let's keep it going. And you've been to Lake Como recently as well mm. for a set there. I did. It was it was for a friend's wedding. Oh, okay, okay. But we've gotten uh, we'll have a couple gigs in Lake Como coming up. Lake Como's a spot now. Dances are getting married there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 beautiful. beautiful yeah. Like I think because Ranveer got married there. Uh, I think it's definitely that. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The body with the top of the man with everything. Yeah. I can't remember the place now, but yeah, yeah. But the lake is like just as beautiful as it is yeah. in the pictures. It was like one of the few places I've been to personally that I'm like this lives up to the hype. Like, in that pinstripe suit is really nice. Thank you. Yeah, I bought yeah. it that morning. Did and you? you? Said, and you said uh, you ripped it recently. I did. It was a size too small, so I always had to keep it open. And then I wore how it to. Did, how did you rip it? What were you doing? I wore no. I was bungering. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, so yes. on the on the floor. <laughs> Not even on the behind the. I went to a wedding recently. We just did a wedding in Turkey. Yeah. Went there and like I wore it for the reception. And then you know there's a point in time where I'm like I try to get into it with the people. I put my hands with up. the people. <laughs> I'm like oh, and then I was like oh I need to reach down and like change the song. I reached down and. <laughs> Oh, I'm like, damn. <laughs> <You know, punch>. so, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was too much barfield. Like, <laughs> and then I ripped it. So yeah, I'm in the market for a new suit now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, well, listen, you're in London, baby. I need this fun. is the home of fashion. I recently found that out last like, night. If you want to like, like you can get last tailored, night, tailored. What, what, oh. I was in a hoodie and jeans last night you with, with a, like a nice jacket. I thought I looked great. Right. My my uh, London friends were like, dude, you look like shit. Like, <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, no, people in London like Gentlemen clean like, cut. Like, yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, that yeah, you yeah. need to dress up more. Like, um, what's that film? I always quote man. Shandy, what's the film? Gentleman. Kingsman. Kingsman, like yeah, Kingsman. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah. Don't kick at your wife, man. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> kicking at myself. I'm kicking at myself. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he loves oh, me. That's amazing. Jesus well, that's when I that's when I realized <laughs> London people are like. Yeah. Pretty fly. Couple, this is the place, man. You can no get kidding. bespoke suits. Yeah, I love it. Same with desi clothes or no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can take the right people. So. Oh, perfect. I gotta go yeah. shopping here for yeah. real. Yeah. Okay, I gotta change it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, right, you asked yesterday in the WhatsApp group with us mm. about the royal family. So what I want to ask you is, <laughs> he got it wrong. What's the perception <laughs> of the royal family among desi people in the states? Oh my god. Do they like idolize them? What's their perception compared to over here? <laughs> Man, Oprah. I can't speak for the populace, man. But <laughs> Texans, what do Texans say? It's hard, Here's what I think about the royal family, man. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's it's very split. I feel like we have like 50 percent of our pop of our people, right? I think they're British or like like obsessed with the royal family. Yeah. Like mm. some of our parents talk about them in the most highest esteem. Yes. Like you know, my parents love the royal family. Yeah. But the other 50% are like, you know, these guys like oppressed us for a long time. Like, there's a reason why, like, we should hate them. I think it's really split. For me, it's like, I don't want to say this while I'm here, but like, like, no no one's going to hit you, man. Like, I don't understand. I I understand to an extent why, you know, the importance. Yeah, I understand. But like, I'm like, dude, these people did not do great things to a lot of people around the world. So, like, I think that's kind of where we're. No, it's true. There is a lot of. It's split in England as well, but yes. apparently disdain for the royal family is growing more and more. Yeah, because recently, um, who was it? <coughs> which which prince was caught messing around? Edward. No, not Edward. 
Lizzie's son, the one that was yeah. disowned him back in. With the uh, Jeff Epstein. Andrew. Andrew. Sorry, oh, no, no, Prince no, Andrew Epstein. was the Queen's son. Still yeah, is, is, but the, the Queen isn't son. here anymore, right? Right. But he was the favourite. Um, he was messing around with Jeffrey Epstein, also with that girl in a Pizza Express here in the UK. Oh, I don't know that. Accused of having inappropriate activities with her. Mm. And essentially, the case was settled out of court. Mm. It was settled because his mum paid for it. Uh, the Queen paid for it. The money that was paid for it is taxpayers' money because oh, as wow. a part of our taxes, we pay into something called the Royal Grant, which is money they live off. Oh, see, see that would so that would take me. so okay. But... So hang, hang, hang on, but that infuriated a lot of the local population because yeah, sure. they're saying he should face the consequences for his actions. Yes, Naturally. and now he's just been wiped clean, and Naturally. everyone's forgotten about it. He was taken away from all World public UGs. events. Yeah, yeah. Then when his mum died, the queen died. He was brought back in, and no one really questioned it because they're like, uh... oh, his, his mum's died. But it's an opportunistic thing to bring him back into the frame. Yeah, and now politics. he's there, and he's the hand to the king. Is that correct? You're more up to date than I am. No, I don't think so. That's fascinating. I thought he was. As in, yeah, what you're describing there is royal privilege. The other thing to put in context is the amount of money that's generated by having a royal family in terms of tourism outweighs massively what we pay in tax. Not true. Been, it's been debunked. It's been, it's been debunked. Really? So the amount that they actually generate in revenue for just tourism yeah. isn't actually an accurate number for what people think it is. Okay. So you could actually theoretically make more if you opened up half of Buckingham Palace, for example. But oh, they don't want to do that. Well, mm. let me ask you this as yeah. as British folks. Yeah. What is your, I guess, generally, like, what is your take on the royal family and its importance? Like, how do people feel about it here? You said it's pretty split. Like, what, what's the reason for it still in today's society? Order. Interesting. That, that's my kind of feeling. Order? Like. Yeah. O order for what? I just, from my point of view, when I look at the royal family, I'm like, this is tradition, this is order, this is how we do things. Okay. That's, that's how it's said to me. But It's like tradition. Tradition. Tradition, yeah, tradition. What tradition. are they bringing to England in terms of actual value for yeah. the way we run things? It used to be everything is done in the king and queen's name, mm. correct? So Which, the Royal yeah. Navy, the army, etc. Um, even colonialism done in the queen's name, in, yeah. in, in the royal's name. So yeah. I'm like, okay, there's no consequences for those actions. That's just been wiped clean. And everyone's like, oh, forget about it. It's not taught in curriculums. It's not taught in schools. Mm. No one knows mm. about it until you go and look at it in your right. own way. Really, and that's where a lot of the hate's coming from now. Is when people look back and think, "Well, these things weren't right, but we just don't talk about it." So why don't we talk about it? And then we watch mm. films like Lagan, and you're like, "This is wrong, man. This actually happened." Right. It took Lagan and Amir Khan to show that. So, yeah, hundred you know? percent. That's so interesting. up north, people hate the royals. Yeah, big time. Oh no, so kidding. much so that when the queen died at football grounds, they were forced to do a minute silence. Yeah, a lot of them were like cheering over the minute silence because they're like, "We we're not doing oh, wow. this," or they'd have vulgar chants like "Lizzie's in a box," oh, that's, oh. and they were like chanting that. Throughout the, throughout the whole game, stuff oh. like that. Uh, they boo the national anthem because now the the, the hatred for it has grown so much more yeah, over yeah. the years because everyone's thinking it's so elitist. And yeah. they also cleared more money for the royal family recently when there's people that are struggling to pay for bills over here exactly, in the UK yeah. and like live. So like, why are they getting more money and we're getting nothing? They don't need it. They're very happy. It's all a fair question. And they've though. got enough money for what it is. Okay. So it's just things like that that are really leaving a bad taste in other people's mouths. Yeah. There was another image recently of the king and queen, um, <clears throat> the Camilla, his his wife. She, I think she hugged a kid and she like wiped her hands or something afterwards. Oh, wow. and it was a it was it was a black kid. Oh, and we're thinking, yeah. that's not looking good. Yeah, right. It's like terrible. things like that leaves a bad taste in people's mouths because now it looks like you're still portraying old racist mm, mentality yeah. that we know 
has been associated with it. Color of the baby, Harry and Meghan. Yeah, Prince yeah, Philip <laughs> was a known racist for the stuff that he used to say, but oh, no right. one spoke about it. I so mean, it's just like, there's so much privilege that goes on with them that really rubs people up the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. But I know that a lot of Asians idolize them. They're like, oh, but they're the royal family. I'm like, yeah, but they also fucked up all of India. Yeah, so there's a reason and they why pillaged we, the world. Yeah. So, you know, and none of that stuff's been given back. It's just sitting in museums. Yeah, so exactly. Like, are we going to give any of that back? There's a lot of underlying problems that are just not being addressed. Look, it's like our whole issue with Indians and Pakistanis and Bengalis is Bangladeshis is like, it's crazy from them. Stems man. from this. Yeah, yeah, it does. So I'll tell you, like, me and my wife had trouble getting married initially because I'm Pakistani okay. mm -hmm. and she's Indian. Mm -hmm. Okay. Both Muslim, but two different countries now. Right? Yeah. That like, like aggression towards each other, like ran through with our families, more so mine versus hers. Right. And it took us a long time to like get our parents on board. And to right. this day, like my parents, we, we still have like a rocky relationship. But a lot of that stems from that issue, which yeah. stems from like- Created by them. Created by them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Filmed the last Vice of India. And there's a scene in there where they actually show how they decided on the partition. Get the map out, random lines. Crazy. Bro, like, Absolutely crazy. Man? Yeah. And it's like, we have a billion people in India. Yeah. yeah. A billion. You're telling me we can't, like India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, if we all just came together, man, we could run the entire world. Like if we all just like India's put aside- close to it already in the background. It's, it's but India's turning into a very nationalist state now where yeah, it's, sad. it's very pro-Hindustan and then everyone else that's a minority is getting wiped away, yeah. which is dangerous. It's crazy. The UK is struggling um, in terms of getting trade deals. And it's uh, really ironic now that the UK needs India to help them sustain just the economy and to right. get more trade deals in and get more money in for like mm. partnership and imports and exports. Very interesting. We need India now, which is ironic because years ago we went there, ruined India, left it in Pillaged tatters. It. And now the cows have come home to roast or yeah. chickens have come home to roost. I guess it is. Hatred, which doesn't exist. Well, it's like, like, like I speak with the Punjabi people. Like we, a lot of my editors are Punjabi, the Pakistani yeah. Punjabi. I said, bro, we have more in common with you guys. Yeah. yeah. Than we have with the other people in India. Like yeah. Punjabi people, like once you learn the language and the culture, like it's actually very similar. So yeah, why did I like we had an episode recently? He asked me about why do you India Pakistan hate each other? Cricket. We're talking about cricket. Yeah. And he was like, but where does that come from? And um, I looked at like when I was young, I'd watch India Pakistan game. I'm like, yeah, man, hate Pakistan. Yeah. And then you get older and you're like, bro, like, like why? It's just a game, man. Like, <laughs> just chill out, man. Like, it's just ingrained from us. It's, it's ingrained. It's ingrained. Yeah. So, it's pushed on you from early. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit much. But it would be a good point to segue, though. What is? I'm already making the problem, the current problem that's happening. Which one? In Middle East. Oh, go on. Yeah, I think we could go there. Yeah, yeah, of course. So we just said they made this problem in 1947 <laughs> there. Also, similar time yeah. uh, in obviously Israel and Palestine. Um, we've seen, obviously, you've been posting <coughs> stuff and creating awareness. Obviously, you've got a platform. Um, the first thing I'd ask you ask is, do you feel you have a responsibility to use your platform to promote things like this in the world? Yeah, yes, like yes. unequivocally. Unequivocally. Everyone right. should, yeah. And with everything that's kind of unfolding as we're seeing stuff day by day, and obviously we know everybody's got their own propaganda slant and their own agenda, as it were. What's your feeling on the situation? Yeah, it's it's a good question. It's a loaded question. I'll say this. So like, since I started rapping at 18, I've always tried to like talk about politics where I can and my view on things, whether it was like the Iraq-Afghanistan war that the U.S. was doing back in the day, mm. you know, leading up to like so many things like, <clears throat> the Yemenis getting wiped out by Saudi uh, Rohingyans and, and the Uyghurs in China. And there's always like things to talk about. I may have not had like the biggest platform back in the day, but I'm always like, hey, if you have a platform, this is a, like a big argument, especially in American media. It's like, 
people have come after the biggest celebrity is like, hey, DJ Khaled's a perfect example. Okay. Big DJ Khaled fan in general, music and stuff like that. Mm. DJ Khaled's uh, Palestinian. His family's Palestinian. Is he actually? He doesn't talk about it. And like I read his book a long time ago, and he like mentioned like you know he's all about love and things like Yo, this. Yeah, I didn't but like, know that he was Palestinian. But he won't. So you said that now. Yeah, he won't talk about like this. He won't come out and say like, oh, like Palestine should be free, things like that. Mm. So it's like a lot of people question where are the responsibilities of celebrities and people with following and influence? Where do they lie? Mm. To me, it's like you might have not asked for it, but this is what comes with the job. Even like my small platform of followers, like. I have a responsibility to speak up and at least advocate for people, especially like these are Muslim people. Mm. These are just humans in general. Like if I see something that's not right, I want to speak out about it. And we've been rapping about Palestine since like, I had a song with Slim Thug, was a big rapper in, in Houston. I saw it on your IG, yeah. 2017, In the middle of the song, I'm like, uh, fists up for black lives, I co-sign. I'm yelling free Palestine till my throat dries. Like I'm mm. the biggest record I ever had with the celebrity. Like I was like, I got to mention like the stuff yeah. aside from just rapping. So like I'm always a big advocate of like you should speak up. I think Kalani in general, like if we're thinking about like American pop stars, <clears throat> Kalani is using her platform. It's like I don't care what happens, I'm gonna talk about Palestine and the injustices mm -hmm. that are happening. And there's a lot of people that have, have started doing that. I don't like I'm not I'm not I never judge someone by you know what they post and stuff like that. But like I don't like when people are like I'm Where's not educated post? enough for this or like I don't want to talk about this. Just sitting on the fence. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like. There's so much resources out here. You can get educated. You're like choosing at this point not to get educated. That's the point, yeah. So I don't want to get involved. I don't want to put the effort into Yeah. And I'm like, as a human being in this society, mm. you should be involved. Look, uh, in America, I can speak specifically. Mm. America is funding so much of Israel. Yeah. You have to have a stance on this because these are your fucking tax dollars That's that, what are, doing. that are funding yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So how can you, as a taxpayer, not have an opinion on where the money is going and what the money is being used for? how I feel for? about the royal family. Exactly And it's same, a great right? point. It's a great point. So I like I try to educate my friends where I can. And we can have differing views. Mm. Sure. I hate when people try to block out differing views. Like I get it makes you angry, but we start yeah. blocking out different views. We're just gonna be in this like echo polarized, chamber. Yeah, this is right, this is wrong. No, yeah. it's a very nuanced conversation. There's nuances, yeah. As as let's say as British people, let's say we're kind of more actually I was gonna say we're neutral, but actually it looks like we caused the whole thing a long time ago. <laughs> but from from people who are watching now who may not understand the context of this historically what has been the plight of the palestinian people what is this really about the crux <coughs> if you're a palestinian person what is it you want and why have you not been able to achieve that thus far yeah so it, it's a big big question and I, I'll, i'm going to put it in the shortest summary possible because this is a very nuanced topic mm. but essentially palestine palestinian people had their land mm. somewhere post-world war ii uh the winners of the war decided hey Jewish people need a place to go. Hmm. We're going to give them Palestine. Uh, we're going to call it Israel. We're going to give them this land. They're going to get this part of the state. Palestinians are going to get this part of the state. Hmm. In the midst of all that, over the next few decades, there were some battles, strife, wars. Uh, Israel, with the backing of a lot of the Western powers, was able to you know, fight off the wars, fight off the contingency. And they're like, okay, no, we're in charge. We're going to do what we need to do. Hmm. Palestine's gonna, Palestinian people are going to get like this much land, and we're going to get this much. Then over time, people have started settling more and more into Palestinian lands. So Israel started spreading, uh, their, spreading um, their populace into Palestinian homes. We have friends back home in Texas that are Palestinian whose grandparents were literally kicked out of their home and sent to refugee camps or they forced. had to escape force, forcefully. Still have the deeds to their house, but they were forced to leave just because 
the Western powers said, hey, this is Israel now and you guys got to go. You got to go to this refugee camp. Similar to the kind of partition stuff that happened where it's like, Someone, the lines are drawn, off you go. Yeah. No, there's no choice. And then people are like, oh, well, like, hey, these people need a place to go to. Yeah, I agree. There should probably be a two-state solution to this, right? At this yeah. point, it's so hard. Like, things have gotten so much uh, back and forth. There's been so much bloodshed. It's like, at some point, we just need to split it. The thing is, Israel has the backing of the major countries around the world. It's always going to win. Yeah, the Palestinians have no. barely any backing, yeah. yet they're made out to be like the terrorizers in this situation. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like, hey, for 75 years, you guys have been taking over our land. You guys have been oppressing us. You guys have been doing injustice. It's it's going to blow up at some point. Like, yeah. you get tired of being I think this crucified. is the point. This point you've made is what a lot of people are kind of, I think, conveniently forget. So a lot of uh, Piers Morgan, the example, but a lot of uh, news anchors who are talking about the story, they, they are assuming that 7th of October, when that attack happened, is the start of this. Right. There's actually people are educated who are talking about it. No, no, in the context of actually 40, 50 years. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's a chap called Mohammed Hijab. I don't know if you've seen him. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. he had that. And he basically said, look, if you're, the, if you're being oppressed and then you fight back, how can you ever then be labeled as the terrorist? Exactly. You're being oppressed. Exactly. But it's become so normal that people have just forgotten and be, you know it's just normalized that you know this is an oppression but it's just it's such long oppression it's been such a long time dude i mean even in high school we were chanting free palestine like going on marches things like that it's like this stuff has been going on for a long time mm. the sad thing is like it'll happen these wars will happen battles will happen and then it's like forgotten for a few years mm -hmm. and then it rises up again, again and it's forgotten for a few years and that happens with a lot of happens everywhere. stuff yeah across the world well, right? ukraine's a prime example ukraine's you, you another know, example Year now? More than a year now. I said this to you on the podcast because I know how content and news cycles the work. The day it came, the day the war was declared, yeah. he said, I said, give it a couple of months, no one's going to give a fuck. He said two weeks. He said yeah. two weeks and we won't be talking about this as much. And it's right. It's, it's sad, but it's true. And it's man. true because Normalize, yeah. I just know how this goes. I've seen it play out numerous times. Yeah, man. Right? If you, how do you kill a big story with a bigger story? That's exactly. literally it. That, that is news in a nutshell. If something scandalous happens about someone, they try and pull up another one and they'll be like, bam, done. What's wrong? No, no exactly. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, so it's like, okay, damn, that's a lot. What's sad now is like, <clears throat> we used to be able to trust, like somewhat trust like the media as the primary source and like a true source. Now you just don't know what's wrong or what, what's real and what's yeah. not real. Yeah. Like so many social media accounts, it's like, and, and both sides in fairness are probably putting out like over-exaggerated things about each other and things like that. Like we've gotten to a point where it's the like hard to tell blurred. the truth. The truth is very blurry yeah. unless you're getting kind of like, you know, from the ground. From the ground, you're yeah. Not yeah. Now. Generate it's content. Electricity's been cut. And know, now they cut out electricity. And like you ask yourself, why would it, why would they do that? Like obviously to hide the truth. I mean, shipment, like, people were seeing me, the craziness. Think about to the stuff that happened in '84 in India, exactly where they had blackouts and they were just doing absolute madness. Seek genocide. Yeah. So to me, I'm Absolutely. thinking all of this rings very similar to like oppression, genocide, and I'm like, doesn't sit right with me. Regardless of the stuff I read online, I just sit and think. I've heard recently inaccuracies from both sides and it's like you have to draw your own understanding now, which you is do, really to hard yourself. to do because yeah. you're then questioning all your news sources of where you're getting things from. So yeah. now you have to listen to political journalists that are reputable and that don't have a bias when to give you the yeah. breakdown. Yeah. And a lot of it isn't packaged in the most digestible format. Sure. There's so much depth to it where you're like, what wait wait you told me about one bit tell me about that bit then you get pulled into a different direction yeah, yeah, yeah. a different direction it's, well, it's so like, hard to wrap your head around it all it should be the risk you should everyone should have a responsibility to yeah. learn what's going on in my I opinion people can I, think, I think that's the point yeah everyone should have we a personal responsibility we were just being the point the other day about hamas 
So specifically about Hamas, I mean, we'd read their, um, what do they call it? They put out this basic documentation that this is this is what we believe and this is what That's their purpose, do. yeah. Their right, which is the annihilation of, of Israel, right? But then what we said is, okay, fine. If we if we assume, if we say that it's 7th of October, okay, this is, this is a terrorist attack. Let's assume at that standpoint is fine from Hamas. What are the motivations that led to the need for Hamas to exist? And then we just yeah. and we just looked at that point. You know, we went really upstream and said, okay, True. and this is basically what you're saying. If there is no oppression, then there's no need for this to exist. Sure. So we're not justifying what they've done, but actually you can understand where it's come from. Because it's like it's a nuanced conversation. It's not this is right, this is wrong. This has come from here. Yeah. Uh, and in your mind then, so when you think about solution or obviously ceasefire, but yeah. what's the you think the two state solution works? It's a, this is like the debatable question of century. Like, it's what is the solution? I, I don't think I'm smart enough to come up with the right solution. I think at some point, if we like, how do you come back from this? If if mm. if the Palestinian and Hamas stops, are is Israel going to rebuild Gaza? No, mm. hell no. Mm. You know, like, are they going to give Palestinians more land? No. If Palestinians win, like, what's going to happen with Israel and all the people? Because look, I'm sure there's great people in Israel too. Like, I'm not saying all Israelis are yeah, bad. Yeah. I'm saying there's extremism on both sides that's Correct. causing a lot of rather riff. Mm. So it's like, where do you go from there? I I think like generally, it's just like two sides have to come to an understanding of like, hey, like we got to split this land in a certain way, and this is the two state solution. And maybe we need like a third party mediator. That never works historically. That has never worked. Nah, I don't know what the right solution. We Twenty years, man. We left and then. Yeah. So, <laughs> but like, you know, you talk about Hamas, like Israel funded Hamas, like they were the founders of Hamas. And you think because about like, the need of the time, like American funding Russia and Afghanistan, it, it's what serves at the time when it's not useful anymore. You're a terrorist. It's what serves at the time. And that's why the U.S. backing Israel, they need influence in the Middle East. Yeah. The Israel is the influence. Like it's so nuanced. Mm. It's the same thing. Like, so they say like back in the day, like in India proper, right? Like people used to get along until like colonialism and things like that like was rooted in there Dividing to conquer. divide us. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah. That's it, man. It happens in society no problems, all man. the time. Yeah. You want to pray you the way you pray, I pray the way I pray that you pray the way. We're all fine, man. Exactly. We eat the same food at the same table, there was no issue. And you can exactly. apply that at a religion level at like casteism. So yeah. during the war of what was happening in World War One and one or two, I can't remember, um, we had an author on, he's my fufur. Um, he came on and he wrote a book about this and he was saying in the book, he has all these diaries of Sikhs that were sent to war from India. Oh, wow. And some of them were saying there are, there is clear evidence that they would get generals come to their village saying, you're of this caste. We've got people of different castes that are more willing to go to battle than you. So yeah. now you're tapping into people's pride mm-hmm. to want to represent the nation yeah. for the wrong purpose. But you're dividing people on a caste level, on a religion level. Anything like That's this crazy. can be done, no matter what. It just depends Psychology. on how manipulative you can be yeah, with your yeah. words and your actions. And when you see that, you're thinking, "This is dangerous dark. stuff." That's it's crazy. Dark. Very dark. I think generally, human beings. I think generally, we're all like we all have a goodness about us. Hmm. If you think about like the three big religions, like Abrahamic religions, between Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, it is so similar. Like ninety yeah. percent of it's so similar. You wonder how the hell are we like fighting each other? The Holy Land, and this but and it's like there's leaders in the world that find a way to divide the people because yeah. that's how you rule the people. It's like division. It's it's crazy, but it, it's sad. I, I genuinely think like we are a good populace and we need to figure out the right solution. We just need the right voices to be heard. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do hope, man, like I pray for Palestine every day. Like I hope mm-hmm. all this stops. There's a ceasefire. Or, uh, like what's happening in Palestine is unacceptable, man. It's a genocide. And the things calm a little bit. Yeah. And, and there needs to be a solution. To this. Who knows, man? Who knows? 
for the, for yeah, the powers that be above us. I've got one last question for you on a personal level. 100%. Um, how have you, you've gone through like a journey of living places. So you were living in Saudi for the first nine years, then you moved to the States, yeah. then you moved around the States, now you're back in New York. How was keeping your community and people together around you to sort of still be like a brown kid and still yeah. have like those experiences growing up? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think most of my life was in Houston, Texas, uh, yeah. which I rep all the time. I love Houston to death. I can't wait to go back one day. Uh, nice. In Houston, we had a big like brown population mm -hmm. as well. Uh, so I think like because of that and having that foundation there, like I don't think like the brownness or anything will ever leave. Right. Good. Like good. I, I love it. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good, good. man. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's essential. It's well, essential I said, we lived in Miami for three years. I love Miami. Mm. People there were a little interesting, but like <laughs> yeah, the weather was great. Yeah, very yeah, interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> but like it was hard to find. It was very rare to see brown people in yeah. like downtown Miami where I lived. Uh, anytime you would, like you make eye contact and be like, the you live here? Yo. You visiting? Like yeah. <laughs> you actually have a conversation. You on holiday? <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, so now that I'm in New York, I'm like, oh, I love like being back. I, I love being amongst like our people. You just feel comfortable. It's home, yeah. right? So uh, I think I, I always try to make sure like I'm rooted in that. I never try to get big headed about anything like all of this stuff, material stuff can go away tomorrow. Right. So yeah. it's like, as long as you have like your foundation, your family, your culture, like to me, that's important stuff. And how's that yeah. been with you being able to keep your language, like your native language? Cause you speak Punjabi Urdu. Yeah. How's that been with developing that over the years? And like, I'm assuming it's probably like waned a little bit because that's what happens. Yeah, man, my, my Urdu Punjabi is like terrible now. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't now that I'm DJing like more and more and more like Desi music. It's like coming back in spreads. Yeah. So like I try to speak when I can. It just sounds so terrible when I try. But yeah, it's all practice, right? So like surround yourself with it, listen to it. Of course. Yeah. Practicing. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I've, I've oh, like yeah, from like the along. first reel to like the latest reel I've seen you, you've definitely like improved. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's getting there slowly, slowly. I just You're need to keep on practicing it. I try and call my dad and talk to him in Punjabi, but it's difficult. What's, the time? What's the time? Oh, we're not doing this, man. <laughs> Don't put me on the spot. That, that's actually a hard one as well. No, yeah, it's like good. three minutes to half past two. Do bajke. Uh, do bajke. How many meant? No, what was twenty-eight meant? It's the perfect time. No, it's not. It's not that. It's not that. Oh yeah, no. In two minutes will be the perfect time that you want to. Oh, say. thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's the perfect time in two minutes? <laughs> it's not. Time bajke. Hey. <laughs> There you go. Do you speak Punjabi yeah. all the time? Like at home? Yeah. Or? Uh, no. Don't play it down. I no, never no, lost no, no. His question was, do you speak all the time at home? That's, the answer is no, but I can't, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Mom will actively tell us, she's like, mom has this thing. She always says to us, it's always dramatic when she says, she's like, listen, when we go to the airport, yeah, I was like, yeah, mom. I was like, yeah, mom. Always speaking their language. Why are we ashamed of our language? <laughs> That's a point, you know, no, I agree. It's right. It's just, it's so dramatic when mom says them. But as I get older, I appreciate what she's saying. She's like, don't lose your smile, right? And look, friends at my level, a lot of them can understand it, listen to music, but they can't speak it. Mm -hmm. And then I think about their kids. I was like, mm -hmm. that's it. One generation, you're gone, man. Okay, you might send a Punjabi school, Punjabi class, but there's no interest. There's no need to speak it. Sure. So we need to, yeah, we need to, we need to love the language, adopt the language, learn about Bada Pashav and, <laughs> it's all good man and even with him man like the, he'll ask me stuff and I might not necessarily know it but then I have to learn it to teach him yeah, but yeah. then that's making my Punjabi better and now I'm at the point where actually okay my Punjabi is good but I want to get it even better now so I'm yeah, like yeah. I want to hire a person to teach me actual Punjabi that's amazing rather than like, like slang Punjabi yeah. 
Um, I need to call you once a week and just have a Punjabi class on, on 30 minutes. If you have questions, message us and he'll give you a voice note back. I promise you will. I love no, what that. he will say often I, is, I want to say this. How do I say it? Yeah. Right. And then he's got the the bits. Syntax. And then he can just create sentences. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's that's where it becomes easier. But he has a that's big problem with male, female. That's where he gets. Oh, yeah, no, no, I feel that. It's, it's not my jam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see gender. Everything's unisex. Yeah, I got you. Well, <laughs> you know what's crazy is we used to think like, uh, like oh, like this person's a fob or this person only speaks. Or, oh, or, see no, it's true. Fob told you. But you know what's crazy is like cool. these people can speak like Urdu, Hindi, Punjabi, and they speak English and sometimes a third language. And I'm barely struggling like with a second language. Like Their these level people are of incredible. English compared to our level of Punjabi yeah, is yeah. better. Exactly. Much better. So we've got to give them props. Exactly. And and I think we never it, used to, no. right? We never used oh, to. Oh, you speak English with an accent or you speak like exactly. this. And it's like, yo, they're speaking English though. <laughs> English is a very hard language to learn, man. It doesn't so, make like, sense. Respect. English doesn't make sense. As a language, as if you look I've, at every other language, other languages, you're learning a second language. English yeah. is the first backwards. I figured that out. Right, you never say that in English. I went there, but in every other language, the verb, the doing, goes to end of sentence. Yeah, every that's other language makes sense. Only English, English doesn't make sense. The one that's I wonder why. Yeah, just... I, I blame the king and queen. You blame the king and queen. Shut up your mouth, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got some trivia questions to round out this podcast. Okay? Oh man, these are <laughs> Texas trivia questions. Oh shoot, Umar. So here we go. Number, number one. one. Number one. Which fizzy drink was invented in Texas? Uh, fizzy drink? Yeah. yeah. Tell me if you want a clue. I'll give you a clue. Give me a clue. Clue. Part of it is sitting in this room. Something to do with him. Fizzy drink? Something to do with him. <laughs> this isn't helping. What is it? Doctor, okay, his name is... Doctor. 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 Pip? It's the worst <laughs> that can happen. The, you know, they actually drink it in America. That's the only thing we have. They must do, surely. Must do. What is it? I'm curious. Dr. Pepper. Oh, Dr. Pepper. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> I hate Dr. Pepper, man. I'm Dr. not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not endorse this on my platform. That's <laughs> why you said that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hey, Dr. Pepper, is, is, are you, is that a Coca-Cola brand? We, we endorse all products. Equally and fairly. I was thinking of Mr. Pib. I said Dr. Pib. Mr. Pib. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> okay, okay. I, haven't, I haven't heard anyone ask for a Dr. Pepper in years. So he's zero <laughs> actually. Zero no for one. one. Genuinely. He's there for one. Go oh, for what? No, I got this. Go ahead. Which famous actor said, all right, all right, all right? Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got there you, we go. You got one. You got I one. I got that one, man. What's the two-letter state code for Texas? TX. Yeah, yeah baby. Oh, man. What's the Texas state nickname? Ooh. Lone Star State? Yeah, yeah. baby. I was going to say everything's bigger in Texas. All Just right, a all slogan, right. but yeah. What is a free pie? Oh, you know quima or yeah. meat yeah. and and fritos yeah and then just like sometimes chili on top yeah uh, it's phenomenal it's got to be one of the best like yeah 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 which famous brown comedian is from texas Ooh. famous brown comedian from texas there's a lot He's blowing up right now mo Amer or no no it's not it's not my interesting no he might be from there, but it's not the answer I got. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe give him a clue. He's also on a podcast. He's on a big podcast recently with Andrew Schultz. Oh, big brown comedian from Texas. Podcast called Flagrant Tea. I don't know. Who is it? Akash Singh. Oh, of course. Akash go. Singh, man. There Shout out go. Akash Singh, man. He's good. He's really good. Oh, man. He is. I feel good shit, man. <laughs> He's good. Where was JFK assassinated? Dallas, Texas. Man. And who was the killer? Alleged killer. Alleged killer. killer. Uh, bonus question. Who was the killer? I should know this. I lived in Dallas for a number of years. Well, clearly. Uh, I, I forgot the name. Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey. 
Yeah, from oh, the okay. second story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, 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 there's a like if you go to Dallas, you can it, see it's a museum. Yeah, 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 you can go to the second floor. And, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a big I don't know why they spot. would publicize that and make that into a thing. It's crazy. American it's, history is very, crazy. very dark. <laughs> yeah, there's like an outline of where JFK's car was. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. man. It's, yeah, the grassy knoll theory. <laughs> <laughs> Which film has the phrase "Houston, we have a problem"? Oh my god, film! Like where it originated? I don't know, man. Just, Houston, just the film. We have a problem. The film name. Houston, we have a problem. Clue is it's to do with rockets going to someone. Yeah, I figured that much. Yeah. That was, that was, that was, that was <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. I knew that one, man. It's got to be yeah, one right, of the right, right. space movies. Rocky's most famous adversary, his name is you watch Apollo. Rocky films. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Apollo Four. <laughs> How many Apollo? Yeah. I don't even have Apollo four. So I can't, man. I don't know. I don't even get to four. Four, four, one, two, what is thirteen, it? thirteen, Apollo thirteen. 13. Uh-huh. Oh man, <laughs> I gotta take take this off the podcast. <laughs> Which famous wrestler is from Texas? Oh, the goat! Come on, the, the goat, goat wrestler. wrestler. Goat wrestler from Texas. Oh, the Texas rattlesnake. <laughs> People are going to roast. Oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone yeah, Cold, baby. Man, of Thank course. God, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, You can't man. go back to Texas if you've got that. Yeah, the goat. <laughs> I'm already going to get flamed. What man. is the official sports state of Texas? Sports. Sport. What's oh, the, the official, official sport? sports state of Texas? It's got to be football. No. Really? No. There's something you guys, only you guys do, man. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. Oh, like a sport that we only do in Texas. Yeah. Is it gun ranges? Because that's another <laughs> one. Close. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that. Uh, it's not football. It's something like only we do. Oh, uh, like a lasso, like yeah. like a like yeah. a rodeo. Maybe? Rodeo, yeah, 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 rodeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I like rodeo in other states, man. Nah, it's the official sport. We've seen that bit in Borat, man. When he goes there, he goes to Texas. That's yeah. This yeah. is not from ChatGTP. GTP GPT. This is done by uh, Garden, Shindy, and my lovely wife Sanj. No, right there on. You go. Yeah. There's some other. They put this together. Things we found, but it's very hard to ask questions. For example, Texas has 75 percent population of Canada. Do you know that? Of what? Canada. The whole of Canada. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, because yeah. No, I was like, no, I looked at the map and I was like, yo, Canada. Because they're like, in, in a they're few cities. spread everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Texas is big, man. The Texas is big, man. It's very spread out. You could drive seven hours and still be in Texas, man. It's crazy. Yes. You know, I looked at the distance between Kentucky and Texas yesterday. He thought Kentucky Fried Chicken was from Texas. Texas. I got really confused. I'm like, <laughs> the name's in the fucking. <laughs> you know what it was? The I, state's I, in I the name, southern, bro. Southern. And I was like, <laughs> Southern, yeah, Southern. Texas. I was like, yeah, 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 I'm close, I'm close. Put it into maps. It's a 16 hour drive. The map, the line, the worm was like this big. Yeah, yeah. And then it said 16 hours. Yeah. It takes forever to get out of Texas. Man, well, KFC. I don't understand why KFC is so big everywhere. Like, I see it anytime I travel. We really, I hate. Oh, do you guys have Popeyes here? No, okay, okay. Popeyes here in England is horribly bad. No kidding, it's not good. I went to Popeyes in um LA, yeah, but I've had it for the first time on a really sad day. (laughs) I had it on the day that Kobe died. Oh, because I was there in LA when his helicopter crashed and I was heartbroken. He's a big Kobe fan, yeah. Oh my god, and uh, I went to Popeyes to cheer myself up. Aww. so i was like really happy i was eating the food but i was like i'm so sad right now but this is making me feel a little bit happy. yeah yeah food. and then that i came to england great. and had it not the same and it's just getting worse and worse we have nando's here so you don't need we do have nando's here yeah. but yeah. i come nando's. to the states for the five guys is better five guys five, five guys is much better there compared to here um and the popeyes is better as well popeyes the mcdonald's really. over here is better than the states 100 percent, because it's got much 100%. less shit in it so yeah, I don't the, know if that's an appeal to you if you want to try it out. I think food in general here is probably a lot healthier than anything in the United yeah, States, man. Yeah, it it's is. crazy. We just put so much stuff in our, in our shoes. Yeah. 
I've got to, I've got to say, man, like the size that you're small is our large man. We <laughs> shared one, you know, studios, we shared one And you actually pizza. have more sugar to your beverages than we do. Oh yeah. I believe it's it. Dangerous, man. I believe Diabetes, it. obesity, big problem. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't realize that until I got older. I was like, oh, we probably shouldn't be eating this much or drinking this much like cola yeah. and all this stuff. It's yeah. crazy. But it's not normalized. It's just like, this is what you do. This is what you do. It's so like, normalized. No, this is not what you do. Uh, no, that's fair. Everything in England's a lot smaller. It is. Probably for good reason. Even, even the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seven hours is the full man. Like yeah. One side to the That's other. crazy. Yeah, top to bottom is seven hours. <laughs> That's crazy, <laughs> man. Yeah. It's one more, one more Go on, of course. Who's the GOAT DJ, man? Come on. Oh my gosh, man. That's tough. Oh, who do you look up to? Who's like, yeah, okay. Um, it depends. Like, it depends genre. on genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I'd Punjabi say like, music? for Punjabi music. Or brown or Asian music. Ah, uh, there's so many good ones, man. Like, <clears throat> I'm not afraid to be a fan of of DJs and other musicians. Like, I think like if you think about the brown community and you look at all the mashups like on YouTube and things like that, like NYK is great. One of my favorite DJs, Nick Dillon's another great one. Uh, even like people like my age, like Umsel's great. Uh, AJ Wavy, they're big on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, those are like people I've kind of like watched and kind of like mapped my sound after. I'm like, okay, cool. These guys are doing something similar. Like, mm -hmm. let me try to create my own lane within what they're doing too. Uh, we think about like mainstream music. Like I've always been a big DJ Snake fan because okay. Snake DJ Snake, I'm a big fan of him too. He makes EDM music, but he's also like he's a great DJ in general. Yeah. Um, him, uh, James Hype is amazing. The stuff that he does live, um, Fred again. There's a, a bunch, a bunch. But I'm not afraid to be a fan, man. I'm a big fan of a lot of people, and, and if I ever see people in person, I like I like to show love as much as I can too. That's important. Man. One yeah. last question, actually. I keep saying this, man. We're long in this hour. I'm so sorry. No, no, but please. One last question is. What's the dark side of DJing that no one sees? Ooh, uh, I think, I think this could go in with a lot of things: rapping, DJing, podcasting. There's a lot of nights and weekends alone, and people don't realize that. Like, there's a lot of times. There was like a good year. I first quit a corporate job in 2019 to pursue rapping full time, uh, and I did it for like eight, nine months. Uh, and during that time, we got a lot of opportunity. But during those eight, nine months, like on the weekends when everyone was partying and on the and evenings when people were going out, like I was in my room by myself learning how to use like Ableton, learning how to produce, watching YouTube videos. Like people don't talk about that enough. Yeah. That you need to put in a lot of work to get those like four hours DJing and, you know, the highlight reel videos. But there's so much loneliness that goes into going into that. So that's why like I always tell people like you have to like really love this process. And a lot of the process is being alone. You got to be like literally addicted to the process. And it's like a slogan that I live by. I think that's like the dark side that a lot of people get into it, get super lonely. And they're like, oh, like, I don't think I can handle this. And then they'll quit. It's good to have a supportive spouse that helps with that. It's well. very lucky to have a support spouse, yeah, man. 100%, yeah. 100%. So she's always there. Man, that would be, I wouldn't be able to do it. Potting on your own is a very tough ball game. Like yeah. people like Chris Williams and Rogan, those guys that do it, they have a team behind them that help them do mm. things. So you yeah. know, it's lonely. But yeah, doing it on your own is like, it's hard. It's, it's like, really it's hard. those first 10,000 steps are very hard. After that, like, it's yeah. still hard, but you do have, you have teams around you. Now yeah. you're, you're like another level of, yeah. like you can build off of. Mm -hmm. But getting there is so tough, man. It's so tough. So like, I props to anyone that's like pursuing anything. You guys pursuing this, like, there's a lot of gritty work that goes into it that people don't realize. Sure. And you got to push mentally. It's like, you got to mm -hmm. push through all that. So tell people where they can find you. Hey, all right. So on this podcast, of course, <laughs> uh, DJ O Fresh on Instagram, on TikTok, 
on YouTube, youtube.com slash ofresh, SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash DJ Ofresh, and then our Spotify page, Ofresh, for all the original rap songs that we've ever had. Uh, we have a ton of stuff coming next year, more mashups. We're going on a world tour next year. I'm so excited to announce it as we get closer. Uh, and at the end of the day, please, please keep Palestine in your prayers and your thoughts. Uh, we, we need to stop the genocide. Uh, and I appreciate you guys giving me the platform, man. It's no an honor to be here. I'm excited to come back. And that t-shirt, where can people get it from? DJOfresh.com. There we go. Bunch all, of merch on there as well. Check it out. All profits from the merch are going to Palestinian Relief. So please Boom. buy a shirt, support the cause, and, and look fly, man. It's a good shirt. Good all right, quality. people. Catch you next week. Please like the video. Check him out. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Cheers.